Blog Talk Radio. I don't know much but the face that beast make them taste that peace. I'ma take back streets. I'ma meet bad beasts on some Maybach seats. I'ma day pass east so I might go west. I feast in the night when the light go rest. Nights on my feet go Christ on my neck. I hope life leads me to a nice old death. Rose on my lip, cold ice on my breath. And I'm dressed like a groom but I never got mad. Walked out the tomb like I never got bad. Call me Wallace Dean, awakened out of dreams. I got death on my breath. Call me Holocene. I got Greek in my speech when I speak to the God. Rims on the bends on the beach with your broad. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost, then I sit 16. Listen like Epiphany. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Rosie Gold, I got holy friends. Holy hove, I'm in holy hands. Only sold my soul to do that holy dance. Holy hove, I'm in holy lands. I'm in holy Greece. Holy Rome, I'm in ancient Egypt in that holy home Sipping that Hennessy, that pure white I live a gen of VC, pure life So if you go for my ones, I'ma go for the guns I know where to go when I go on the run for that Rolls Royce I believe I got no choice, I make your body bleed We practice Murta and Verta Don't talk, oh Murta you know the violence got a code of silence. I pose in vogue with my golden phallus. Listen easy like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Saint Laurent. St. Laurent, my pen always in the paint like my name LeBron. If the dough get low, I paint a pick 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16. Listen, knees are like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me St. Laurent. Saint Laurent, my pen always in the paint like my name LeBron. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost, then I spit 16. Hey yo, Kufo. Boom out, God. B-O-M-E. C-I-C. For my five percenters out here who know what I'm talking about. Rest of y'all wake up. More than rap music. In the time when the gods walked with man. There was one who came and claimed to be of the gods of old, a rap god. Now this was before the Jebusites, Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, the Kassites ruled the land. This was in the day of the MC. There was a conflict that spawned the war of the gods. And followed a godly battle between the true and living rap god. The rap god. 
gotta go. Mike for my whole life. I better run. I really need to be the ball type. I got a cold right from a south part. I got a mouth full of run. I got an overbite. Crush any rhymes. See me, mama. Got the flow of 20 rhymes. See me kind of rival. See, see, piranhas. Kenny, Remy, and plenty of llamas. He with the goddess, but this ain't the bodice, the bodice. Comedic magician and God in his head. Cause Greek guys come from Egypt like Herodotus said. Heavy as fuck, smabbing an ebony truck. Not rich, but I never need bucks. Whenever he ready, he better repent. I regret that he said that he ready to bust. Your whole career, you on some devilish shit. So if I let you play rap, God having a split. Malevolent, intelligent, witty bitch. City committee president belling with the elegant clicks. So did he spit a read? And hell of the spliff and telling them myths and selling them what I'm compelling them with. Benevolent, heaven sent reverend ever since I was rebelling with LNA Plus. I'm rat god, I hover over your tabernacle. The battle rap should have sat him back on your Adam's apple or had him scratched. He way out of his habitat too. White canvas, black inky, let him have a tattoo. You think it's slowly 10,000 from the bottom, champ? Rise in the water like them bubbles in a lava lamp. In the beginning, they call me Rascal. Rascal. Everything I drop here, you now it's like, oh. The studio in the chapel got a trap dog. You slide in that, ain't no coming back, dog. I lift your grass, my life on two bath salt slabs. You smoking ass, salt grass off a bath salt blast. This emotional pussy with poet, no, I'm not a liar. You ain't spit fire since Nick took Mariah.
How you call yourself a rap god and not anticipate the backlash? In the beginning, they call me rap god. Everything I drop, you know it's trash talk. Now your studio is looking like a scrap dog. Now, you were about to get barred up. Every reward that you thought up. I'm deified in my past life. I believe that I died as a martyr. You'll get baptized in rap water. But Protestant nuns who hold guns like black water. Big shack daughter. I'm in the back. The black border. The rap charter. Rap got harder than all y'all. Check the I'm a crash bag. Having a flashback. And when you didn't write rounds on the trash bag. I got a smash stack. Cause I'm a rap guy. I try to snatch that. Better give it back. Nah. I got the cherubim. Bring out the seraphim. You can't prepare for them. Better beware of them. I bring the nephilim. And the rock my heat. When I rock my thing. With the best of them. Now get them misses. About to finish this kid off. Spit. Giant Genesis. Genesis 6 4. Fallen angel, my fallen and calling it terrible. Rapping to them trumpets that topple the walls of Jericho. The real rap god out on Bandcamp with a lot of my other shit. I slide and smother shit. You got a cash stack, but that fast rap useless like hair on a ass track. I'm intrusively abusive and you confuse me with music. I'm new delusively. Your little fans are now my fans. Here is something you can't understand.
Black African Power. Welcome to the Rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amara Squad, a well-organized life. Defeats a disorganized truth. Peace to you, brother. Shout to him, Black African Power. What's good? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, I'm MJ, MJ, MK Ultra. Snake head on my head. Vulture. I make beds till I break bread. We're Oprah. I'm over. Cobra. Stay ahead of culture. They made new slaves. I'ma make new niggas. And on paydays, I'ma make new figures. Fuck Bill Gates. I dance with Medusa, and the dance bring me cake like a master to Musa. In this world, I'm a boss in my brand new speakers. Your girl love my voice and my band two features. King Tut coffin, dreams of a sultan. Seen it so potent, my speech born talking, and tongues never spoken. Scripts never written, I call that the hitting. One like almond, the unlettered prophet that prophets and ramen. The flow been knowledge, I own sin college, and I use sign language that is so symbolic. Black African Power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amin Ra Squad. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee! Bang! Y'all already know what it is. It's God killer in the house doing what I came to do because I'm going to do what I got to do because I'm doing it just for you. Standing strong, standing tall, pushing forward with this information. I'm a raw squad coming right, scholarship supreme, doing what it is we need to do, keeping it scientific. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Got one of them powerful shows tonight. It's a Saho Tef's turn in the building. Man, he writing his book. Book is coming out. Where is the love? That's what the hell we want to know. We run around acting crazy, and like I always used to say, what the hell is love? From an Indo-European perspective, you can love your car, and you can love your wife, and you can love God, and you can love somebody to death, because then you can kill your wife that you say you love. How in the hell can you love God and love a car at the same time? What's going on? Where is the love? What the hell is love? What does it mean? We need to look at this word from a cultural context, from an African standpoint of view. How could you love your wife and then kill her? How could you love your homeboy? Then murder him. How could you love yourself as African people, but degrade your ancestors. Man, you got the Hebrews doing goddamn well, genetically speaking, they're fucking connected to Africa. They know it in their heart of hearts. But yet they would degrade, right, the symbols, the symbolisms, symbols and symbolism that comes out of Africa. They would degrade best. Because they're out of order. Then you ask them, well, where's your symbols? 
Well, oh, well, well, you know we weren't supposed to make no war. You know we can't make no Right, right. Since when do you know African people not to have art, not to have literature, not to have statues? When? Where? Who? Who are these people that can't make graven images? Hmm. Interesting. Man, y'all know what's going on February the 8th. <laughs> it's going all the way down, man. It's going all the way down, man. And we coming nice and easy and all that talking about each other. That's not what's going to happen. Man, y'all go ahead and talk shit, man. We coming with the scholarship, man. I promise you, man. You know, let me get Smash Rock Wells on here. The Mad Jai is in the building. I'm a raw squad up. What's good, brother? I'm a raw squad up. Black African power. What's going on? Black African power, man. What's going on, Smash Rock Wells? What did you? I'm just working, man. Studying. About to listen to this good show from the brother Star, kick back with the wife and put it on speaker and just listen. You know what I'm saying? Learn something, jot down me some notes. Yeah, you damn right, man. I'm gonna go ahead and put this uh this war chest fund in there, man. Go to GoFundMe, oh, man. Yeah. Hey, y'all, support that. To all the people, all the supporters, you know what I'm saying? Go on. We need y'all right now. Kick in. We've we 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 it's, the time is here. We taking care of these accommodations and everything, and we asking y'all to step up. Like I said, we want to thank everybody who kicked in already because y'all got us moving mean already. You know, what I'm saying freeing up our time and letting us get in this work that needs to be done to bring this truth forward. So I like to thank all our supporters. But if you uh, you know, if you don't know, it's Magi GoFundMe.com backslash Magi Research. And you know what I'm saying, everything is welcome, micro donations or what have you, you know. Uh, you know, it's important, man, because, you know, goddamn, the squad ain't getting paid for this, man. Maybe everybody else, but the squad in particular is not getting paid for this, man. Trust me, man. For the amount of scholarship that the Magi has put in, he's developed a whole book. <laughs> a whole damn book. Man, you wrote a book on that ass. Boy, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, we we, we riding off the people. Go ahead, brother. Exactly. No, you you got it. You, I was saying the same thing you're saying. We riding off the people. So go ahead, continue. Yeah, we just riding off the people on this one, man. So you know, as a matter of fact, man, we want to start going around the country. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we we coming to your town soon. But y'all gotta support us, man. Yeah, I mean, if you go to McDonald's, nigga, go ahead, put a dollar in. You know what I mean? If you supporting. Uh, uh, Europeanisms, the crazy-ass deaf fool, you know, we all do it, that you got to be able to support someone who's supporting you. We supporting you with the information you can pass on for your children's children, children. Give me that solid groundwork scholarship. So y'all got to support, man, and it don't take a lot. Imagine out of all the listeners, 150,000 listeners that we have, if everybody gave a dollar, where would we be? And it's real, man. So, yeah, man, y'all got to support. You know, like I say, in layman's terms, right, I fuck with who fuck with me. Excuse my language. But it's the truth. So we there for you. Yo, and it's the Magi's turn, right? And watch how we do this, man. The squad's going to be in the building, man. And I promise you, man, this shit going to be right. 
We're going to make sure we have it nice and tight coming on trial. That's the most ridiculous thing. How in the hell can a prosecutor prosecute somebody for a crime that they themselves don't even understand, that they themselves don't have the methodology nor the information to even begin to prosecute? How could that be possible? Hmm. It's like your two-year-old son saying, Daddy, now he can barely speak. No, he can't write. Saying, Daddy, I'm going to prosecute you for being a dad. Whoa, 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 little man, you're only two. You've only been for two years. How are you going to prosecute me? I'm just going to do it. Right. See, that's how that sounds. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, man, it'd be like that. You know what I'm saying? Every time somebody try to jab me up on something, they figure it's some, uh, something they misappropriated as some dramatic whatever. It takes mm. so much explanation. I'm like, man, I got to teach you so much just to get you to understand this one point. And it's not like that for all of us because us who desire to really honestly know can simply pick up a book and get these explanations. These guys coming with their photos and their men's scholarship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the latest, we see uh, one of your brothers took a, a portrait from the tomb of Hoy and then took something from the cops from the 60s, and he's circulating the picture like, this is us, this is Kimmy's view on black people, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, they don't even know they're getting into a world of actually spreading Uh. Eurocentrism, you know what I'm saying? That's the argument Uh. uh, used by Stuart Tyson Smith, who wrote the book Wretched Kush, uh, who tried to say that Egyptians did not like... uh, you know, Nehesi or Nubians uh, because of a term Hesi or what have you, which was supposed to mean wretched. But we're getting to that, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I think, let, 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 let me get the unofficial goddamn member. And I'm the raw squad in here. Asaho Tap, Black African Power, Mocha University on deck. What's good, brother? Peace and blessings. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear, man. You posted that argo by Beatty. That video by Beatty talking about the wretched Kush. I remember that. Yeah, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to say what's up to your audience, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, uh, we know what it Jonathan. is, uh-huh. What do you say? Go ahead, brother. Oh, no, I was just, uh, I just added in um, uh, respect to Brother Jonathan on the phone. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, what do you think about Brother Beatty's work on that particular term, man? I'm uh, I actually, I actually expanded his work because um, his work was primarily philological, and that means uh, he was getting context by way of examining primary text. And so when he looked at the term hissy. Uh, and, and how it was being used in its initial uh, attestations in the Egyptian records. It was being used on the Egyptians themselves, and only later on, after the first intermediate period, did, after some consolidation of the nation, did they use this term externally 
to refer to other ethnic groups and nations who at yeah, different periods of their times at different periods and times were uh political enemies of the state. <laughs> and so uh but what I did is I looked into the African languages itself and came to the conclusion that based on the cognates that the underlying theme is a kind of a misalignment. Um, the, the word meaning um, basically to betray custom. It's, it's a word for sin, if we want to say sin, um, but it's, it's more so a betraying of custom and culture, which is why it was used uh, in the initial uh, attestations in ancient Egypt against themselves because, you know, uh, if I remember correctly from, from Mario Beatty's lecture, the the initial king who wrote the letter to his son was talking about if you don't follow my ways, if you don't, you know, rule with this type of governance, then you are happy. You are wretched. You are wayward. You are going against custom. You're going against, you know, that which uh, gives your your uh, your culture uh, identity. And um, and gives the nation integrity. So by yeah. you know going wayward from the ways of your ancestors, you are hesi. And you so know? in the other in in the other context, once it started expanding beyond the use internally against the Egyptians themselves, it became it became associated with those who. You know, we're not in alignment with what we would call Ma'at. And so they would betray the principles of Ma'at, which is why it was used against other nations who betrayed the sentiments of Ma'at. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, that's some good. You know, some uh, someone's calling me. Hold on. Uh, y'all there? Yeah. Right, it, brother. Oh yeah, you know me and the SAR. Uh, I got a public history researching this term with the SAR, uh, and for the longest, if you go, you can go find a lot of. So I think it was back in 2010 where I was posting a lot of these terms I was finding on my uh, Facebook, and I often refer back to a a, a thing I have on there concerning the term. Hesse, I remember I posed before uh, something along these lines, and I tend to agree with uh, Asar on that conclusion. Basically, the, the, the papyri he, papyrus he cited was the Prissy papyrus, and I think that takes us back to the uh, fourth dynasty somewhere around that time, and we find this to be the source of the first use of the term Hesse on any, uh, on any primary. And so... It was, uh, you know, that's correct. But, yeah, it boils down to that, the, the misuse or the misappropriation of that term in Egyptology. And like I said, uh, I guess Mario Beatty would be the person to re- refer to for a source on that. <laughs> now, that's very, very interesting. Because according to y'all Hebrew brothers, how in the hell could y'all know that? Y'all know y'all can't read that language. I don't know what the hell y'all doing. That's going to be their dumbass argument when they come up in there. Y'all need to change that argument. I tell y'all, wave the white flag. <laughs> interesting. Very, very interesting. So, Brother Saul. Yes. 
What about that new book you got coming out, brother? Let's talk about that, man. Well, yeah. What make that book special? And what about where's the goddamn love? <laughs> uh, the title of the text in which you are referring to is called Where is the Love? Uh, how language subtitled How Language Can Reorient Us Back to Love's Purpose. The initial impetus for this text was simply a linguistic exercise, finding out what is the meaning of the word love in Indo-European languages. Uh, I find myself, you know, even outside of the, you know, the normal uh, discussions on ancient Egypt and African history and things of that nature, uh, in these discussions on family and love. And so, of course, you know, if we pay attention to a lot of the marriage statistics, there appears to be, you know, a degradation of the family United States-wide. And less and less people are uh, have a understanding of what the concept of love is. And when I was talking to a lot of my friends, uh, particularly females, they would argue that, you know, love is different for everybody. Well, I posed the question as a social scientist, well, if love is different for everybody, how can we, um, how can it be possible to come together, you know, and have a central understanding of this concept of love if everybody has their own different re, uh, different meanings for it? And so how does the term love become useful for us if Everybody has their own meanings. And so I went and just, you know, uh, did my preliminary work, was, of course, you know, looking in the dictionaries, uh, etymological dictionaries, and even some uh, historical comparative linguistics books on Indo-European to see what the word love means and from a historical standpoint. Uh, and I did this for a reason to kind of see, okay, well, what was its origins and how did it change, if it had changed, since its initial, you know, appearance that we can trace, you know, via the linguistic tool of historical comparative linguistics or the, or the comparative method, as we call it in short. And, and so it was very enlightening, you know, looking up the term love and you know, fundamentally, it, it boils down to two two fundamental meanings in Indo-European languages. That is a desire and want, and then to care for. Now, the primary associations in the various Indo-European languages tends to lean more towards the beginning of the, the first attestations that I mentioned earlier. Uh, or the first uh, meanings that I mentioned earlier in terms of desire want. And so it has derived meanings of, you know, like lust, uh, sex, um, prostitute in Greek. Uh, you know, of course, want, desire, wish, you know, things of that nature. And so it it begs the question, you know, when people say that, you know, Love is not lust. Well, 
not according to the actual dictionary definition. You know, lust is a synonym for love, and so is craving, uh, and so is pleasure and things of that nature. And so my curiosity, I could have just really kind of ended it there and then, you know, just had a little uh, discussion about it. But my my history in this uh, study of languages, primarily Indo-European and African languages, is that the Indo-European languages come out of the African languages. And there's... Uh, terms that are inherited, and then there's a lot of terms that are borrowed in the Proto-Indo-European stage. And so, with armed with this knowledge, I decided to ask the question, well, does the word love have an African origin? And if so, of course, what are its meanings? And what are the differences in conceptualization if there are any differences? And so that opened up a whole new research focus. And so doing the necessary linguistic steps, of course, we do find this word love in Africa. And it is it is written, or I should say it is pronounced, Primarily in two different ways um, I first should say and back up a little bit That the word love As reconstructed by the uh, Indo-European linguist Is really kind of a lube uh, With a B sound A B-H sound Like a B with an aspirated H behind it So it's like love That B turned into F and that F turned into V in English. So we used to say Lufu in um, in old, old English. And then it turned into love, as we pronounce it with a V sound. But it's, it's, it's original as evidence through all the other Indo-European languages that it was a B, an aspirated B sound, which is like a B, B, you know. And so it's Lub. And this Lub in the African languages um, for the same word for want, desire, and things of that nature, you can find in ancient Egyptian. We transliterate it as capital A, B, and either I or J, depending on what school of thought uh, or what Egyptian school that you follow in terms of the American or the German school. So the Germans usually write the I as a J sound, and the American school just uses the regular I. And so this this capital A is not an A sound as an apple. It is a nasalized uvular trio, which means it's a nasalized R sound. And so it's red. Well, we don't know what the exact vowel are in the ancient Egyptian. So I'm just inserting an E sound in between the nasalized uvular trio R and the B sound. And so this is the, the cognate directly for the word love in the ancient uh, Egyptian language. Now, there's another variant of it which is reversed. The, the, the syllables are reversed. 
and the B sound um, is nasalized into M. And so we know this term in its inverse as mer, or meri, which is love, beloved, and its derived meaning. And this, this variation is also found in Indo-European languages, as when you say the word amore, or amor in uh, amore in um, in the the Latin or Spanish, so to speak, amor in um, or amir, I should say, uh, in French, and all of its other variations. You know, uh, a shortened variation without the R when you say ame is a word for a uh, friend, uh, also, but it comes from that same root. And so the same murder we find in ancient Egyptian uh, languages we find in Indo-European. And Indo-European has also different kind of variants. And so when you wish somebody well, W-E-L-L, that word well is just a different variant of the word mer because the M sound has now become a W. And it's all different kind of variations. And they also have in Indo-European the B-R, the B-H-E-R you know, variant. So this is how we can uh, help to demonstrate that there are inverses of the same word. Now, uh, without getting too technical into the linguistics of it, because it's best to be shown than to be said, Fundamentally, what I discovered is that the word love itself really is a verb, and it is a word that means to extend your hand or to feed. In other words, to give a helping hand. Um, it comes from a root that uh, means to exit from the self an object, thought, or an idea. And so this root is like one of the most prolific roots that I have found in the African languages. And so there's different variations, what we call bleed and feed in linguistics. That means one, one morphological, not morphological, one phonological change leads into another type of phonological change. So just like I would mention that Proto-Indo-European BH sound, in English became an F sound, and then that F became V. You know, in its in its uh, in its history, in its history, and so with that same method, that's how we get in the African languages all of these different variants. And so that that same process came in the word nefer. When you say nefer, that's from the same exact root in terms of goodness. Uh, being and things of this nation, perfection. And in the text, I, I go through, you know, all of the, the different variants, and you can see how semantically, you know, all of this comes from the same uh, root. And then we can, uh, we can also compare them with the Indo-European, uh, you know, for, uh, for proof, you know, of the different varieties of the term. And so it, it begs us to to question, you know, what do we mean with love, you know, um, in terms of is it just simply a love, wish, or desire, or is it, you know, something that is more? 
And in the African context, it is a lot more. I should say this as well, that the same word, the same root, which is the R root, the R is the root of the word mer or love. It's the primary syllable. And this same root is in the root, in the word ma'at, or how we're, you know, how we say the Egyptology speak ma'at, but which is in the Bantu languages, like what we got in the Basa language, it's maliga. And this, this root here, uh, it lets you know, you know, what the whole ancient Egyptian civilization was built on in terms of this principle of love. Now, um, they take it in a different direction in, in some of its variations. But um, I'm reminded of Dr. Cornell West when he says that love, excuse me, let me take it back. Uh, he says justice is what love looks like in public. Now, without him knowing it, he just espoused, you know, the very fundamentals of what mod is, which is justice and love in public. And that means that it is, it is visible and it's tangible in the eyes and minds and the hearts of the people who live within a given society. But to continue on, this, this, this root, which means to extend one's arm or one's hand, is the same root that gives us, you know, to be straightened. So if you can imagine like you you making your arms go forward to straighten it out. And so it's from this kind of out this kind of uh root meaning straight, you know, as in a tree branch, um, straight. And so all of our early languages were based Excuse me. All of our early terms in African languages was based on trees and the human body. That's a whole different discussion, and I don't want to confuse people here. But most of the words in African languages are based on words for trees and aspects of trees and the human body. But in this case here, uh, for instance, in terms of this extending of the arms. It's just like in the word believe. The word believe is has is the is the variant of the word love. Now, when you go, for instance, like to the etymoline dot com, which is an online etymological dictionary, it'll let you know that the word believe again uh, comes from the root love. But what it's telling you in terms of believe, believe is a is that which you hold on to, that which you hug. It's like a hug. So it, it's like you embrace and hold on. So, again, it's, it's confirming this idea of the stretching of the arms, you know, to, to give some. But in the African sense, it's a stretching of the arms to help, um, but also to hug and to show what we would call show love um, and to, to help another human being uh, to find their equilibrium, their mind. And so which brings me to the bigger context of this discovery in terms of this this root meaning to feed or to give of oneself, to reach out one's hands in, in help, in charity, because that's fundamentally what it means, charity, in essence. Um, the term is... 
it really makes sense within the greater African context in terms of African cosmology, which informs the culture itself. So the cultures of Africa uh, fundamentally believe this, that the universe itself is infinite. It is an infinite totality. And that infinite totality is also what we would consider God. Nothing can exist outside of this infinite totality. Everything exists within the totality, which is why God is known as existence in, for example, in the ancient Egyptian language. It is existence itself. God is existence. God is reality. <laughs> and in many respects, one can argue God is Mott, because the word Mott also means reality. Uh-huh. Um, which would, you know, and in that case, make it feminine. But that's another discussion as well. Um, the Because of the infinite totality of beingness, everything exists within it and evolves within the infinity. So everything inside the creator is an aspect of the creator itself. Everything emanates from the creator. And so... If we move forward to the development of human beings within the African ontological concept, we've always had a before life before this life. We just existed in more so energetic form. Now, primarily Africans believe, this is the consensus, I'm not saying everyone, the consensus within the indigenous framework before the advent of Christianity, Islam, is that you came here from the realm of spirit, from the infinite totality, in human form to, one, learn certain lessons about yourself and reality, and, two, to fulfill a particular purpose and or contract. And so, as a result of you coming into uh, this realm to fulfill a purpose, you come into a community. Now, we in Ifa, we believe that you choose the community as well. And I know Dr. Maladoma Some argues the same thing for the dagger of people, that you choose the community that you come in because you believe that that community you know, has what you need in order to educe out of you the gifts that you came here on earth um, to share. And so the belief is that you came here on earth to share certain gifts. And so it is the responsibility of the community at large to provide the kind of environment that you need in order to fulfill your purpose and for your gifts to blossom so that you can share with the community and help the community solve its problems. Solve its problems, I should say. Now, with that in mind, and with the idea of love being something you do, and in essence work, 
the educational system of the Africans aspire to develop what we call loving beings, human beings that know how to love. (laughs) So that when you, because it is love in the African context, allows the life torch or the life principle to continue on. Because in our minds, the whole purpose of life is the protection and the continuation of life. We are here to keep the life principle going. And so with that in mind, you have to be able to nurture the life principle, to eat juice out of the life principle in the form of the human being. I'm sorry? Okay. In the form of the human being um, so that, you know, it is allowed to pass on the life torch, you know, to the next generation. And so with that in mind, the collagen people still have the word mat. And for them, it is an ethical code, but it is also a life torch. And the, uh, I should say, the concept of reincarnation is very vital to these collagen people. And it should be kept in mind that the collagen are important because they were historically the warrior or part of the warrior class of ancient Egypt. And their oral traditions talk about them coming from ancient Egypt from um, Greco-Roman times, Uh, from the Greco-Roman times, you know, traveling down to Sudan into places like Ethiopia and Uganda and Kenya and to a, a lesser extent Tanzania. And so this this concept of mat is very I would study the collagen to really kind of get a sense of what this this concept is uh used for. But in essence, again, when there are pressures in the universe that seek to put out the life torch. In ancient Egypt, we call this isfet. You know, we may call it entropy in, you know, a scientific context. It is a force. Uh, compels things to change. And, you know, uh, death is only change. But in order to keep the life going, you know, death is necessary. And so there are things trying to destroy the life principle. And so this force in the universe manifests itself in many different ways. It may manifest in, you know, you losing your job, you getting into a car accident, you know, not having enough food in the cupboard, um, you know, health issues, things of that nature. And so this is where the concept of love is really important because through the charity, through the extending of one's arms, with with gifts and things of this nature to restore one's equilibrium, do we revitalize the human being so that he or she can fulfill their purpose here in life and to to live long enough to pass on the life torch and to keep the life principle going. But you can't keep the life principle going until you have some life in your life you know, some vitality, I should say. And that vitality can manifest itself in many different forms, whether it's money, whether
whether it's good human relationships, of course, a job, opportunities, you know, good health, food, shelter, clothing, which is why the stress in ancient Egypt in the Declaration of Virtues is, for example, I have given food to the hungry, clothes to one who needed it. I mean, clothes to the clothesless. You know, I built a shelter, you know, uh, for the homeless. I, uh, and I also gave a boat to, ones, to the ones who needed it. They would always declare these things because they understand what love is. Love is charity. Love is the extending of one's arms. And so this leads us now into a discussion, and there's a lot more to this. You know, I don't want to discuss the whole book. It would take us several several days um, to go through everything. But there's a fundamental thing here that, you know, we have to understand, is that is, you know, love is associated with a certain value set. And so just how you extend your arm in terms of charity you also extend your arm to give people money in terms of business. Your money goes where your values lie, which is very fundamental. Now, to go back to this context of the cosmology and how all of this works in, in the African context, everyone, you know, is born with value. And the, the Africans believe that you have come here to help solve our problems in the community. And so we sacrifice as a community to ensure that it is safe and secure for you to grow up and blossom, to develop those gifts so that you can share those gifts with us and, um, and um, help the community to prosper. Now, in a monetary system, in order for that person to share their gifts and to continue their gifts, we must give them money in order for them to be able to do what they need to do in order to share their gifts, in order to solve our human problems. And so the in the African context, again, we are born with value, and then we already see you, it's built into our traditions as a spirit being in human form, who has gifts, you know, to share and who can solve our problems. And so we, we highly value you and your life, you know, because you keep our community healthy. And so contrast this with what we kind of see in modern times, where, for example, African Americans do not value each other. We don't have the same cosmological concept. And because we do we in the in the Islamic and the Christian and Judaic traditions, because you are born in sin, you are born devalued. You are already born with problems. You're not seen as as a gift from the heavens to the community when you first arrive here. And so you got to earn value and respect, whereas you are born with it in the African context. And because of this and the, the derivative, you know, associations as history has gone down 
you know, the line uh, as a result of slavery and things of this nature. Now we have um, haven't valued each other because the the hegemony of Indo-European uh, slave owners, which stripped us of our culture, our language, and our heritage, you know, has implanted another type of value system. And that value system doesn't allow us to value ourselves. We can only value them. And remember what I said earlier, your money follows where your values are. And if you look to the Indo-European as the, the, the people with value, the people that can solve your problems, you won't spend your money with people in your own community because you don't believe that they have the gifts and the integrity and the skill and the wisdom to help you solve your problems. Mm-hmm. And so that's economies are based on this principle of love, of being able to extend one's arms, you know, in payment and acknowledgement of another person's gift and ability to solve our problems. Brother Saw. Go ahead. Now, see, that's a key point, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm feeling the way you broke that down. And I'll I'll give the community a quick example. Now, if Go we ahead. got together, let's say, as the Amaral squad, right, and we managed to get um, some, some some high-quality leather, uh, made some Amaral squad tennis shoes with the best leather and all that, and had them priced at a price that maybe – Maybe $50, right? Or maybe $35, right. but the quality is Jordan quality. I promise you, we would not be able to sell them. And then it wouldn't mm-hmm. be because of the quality, right? It, it, it wouldn't be because of nothing. It would be because the value we have placed on Nike, right? The value we have mm-hmm. placed on Indo-European culture, right? The value we have placed on things that they sell in North America. That's why the Chinese come to America, right? And if you're buying the goods in America from China, it's cool. But don't really don't want no Chinese shit, for real. But you'll take it, right, if it's placed in the European value system. You're good with that, right? So, so, so you're absolutely 100% right. So the way you connected that love with the value, now you understand why you got to understand your own cosmology. Now you got to understand why we fight so hard to teach our culture as opposed to foreign entities that places value on the Middle East, okay, that places value outside of Africa. That's why we fight, because where's the goddamn love? Go ahead, Brother Saul. I mean, fundamentally, you know, that's, that's, I mean, everything else is detailed in terms of the book. But, again, I wanted to take this concept of love and expand it and to show how, you know, the universe itself and our economies are built off of this principle. And if we get stuck on this concept of love being a desire or want or wish, you know, or lust, then we don't reap the benefits of this particular concept. And, you know, one, is an, and for those who are, you know, RBG gun ho it's an African word. And we need to use it in this African context if we are really, you know, to build, you know, what it is that we need to build. And so what we 
what we fundamentally lack is a love for ourselves. And so, you know, our efforts, in my opinion, should be dedicated into helping, you know, African people to love who they are and not to think that it is a sin to be who you are. To be a sin, we mentioned that word hefi earlier. You know, that's fundamentally what the word means, you know, sin. And so, um, for instance, that word hefi in the Yoruba language is uh, she, uh, to offend, or she, to miss. Um, the word eshe, is, that same root gives us eshe, which is sin. And the word, the dialect uh, cognate for hefi, which is usually used for wretched or wretchedness, is oshi, which is wretchedness and issue property, you know, which deals with poverty, indulgence, needlessness, and penniness. And so, you know, it's, it's the idea of missing the mark, you know, uh, or in, um, another variant is like eshi, which is an unprecedented mistake, an accidental error. And so, we, you know, we miss the mark, we miss the purpose, we commit sin in the African context, you know, when we don't, um, when we don't understand, you know, our, our thoughts, our languages, our thoughts as expressed through our languages and our value systems and why our value systems are the way that they are. And so this, this is a call for us to really to go deeply psychologically into Africa and not just be able to quote King's list and say that we did this and Mansa Musa had was the richest man in history. I mean, <laughs> that's fine and that but you know, we can also beg the question, did Mansa Musa really love his people? Mm-hmm. According to the African mm-hmm. definition. Because this mm-hmm. brother, you know, instead of paying homage to like the Dow Valley or Ethiopia or, you know, Ghana or something to this nature, he skips all over Africa to go to Mecca and give them all of the riches of the community. Hmm. To the point where he devalued the currency, mm-hmm. you know, of the region for decades with the amount of gold now imagine what he would have been able to build in West Africa had he kept the resources and been into his indigenous, you know, knowledge system. Because Mansa Musa was a Muslim, which of course the money goes where your values are, and his mm. values wasn't into his people. His values was into Mecca and trying to appease Arabs, mm. which you know nearly bankrupt his his community. And now when the Europeans and stuff come, they don't have the resources to defend themselves adequately. Imagine how many weapons and things they could have bought, you know, and developed in, in terms of industry and manufacturing, you know, to be able to ward off, you know, the, uh, the slave raiding incursions. But because he was trying to live lavish and show off for his Arab, you know, buddies, West Africa took a loss. And a lot of us are here because we weren't handling our business because we didn't love ourselves. 
And so this is, these are the deeper discussions that, you know, are beyond the surface, you know, when we start digging into Africa and the kinds of questions that, you know, we raise, you know, in this context. But I'll, I'll end, you know, that part of the discussion okay. there. All right, man. That's a okay. That's a good segue, man. To get get uh to get to these lines, man. And um, yeah, I think that's a good place to go ahead and segue right there, yo. Like, where the hell's the love? You know what I mean? Do you love yourself mm-hmm. enough, self enough to go back home and study your people, man? And don't stop along the way, you know? Because like I say, is on um, Christianity and Judaism is just a uh you know a path along the way. You know what I'm saying? These are stages we got drug through, ended up in North America. So can the thing is, can you study uh, hard enough, vigorously enough to go back through that and end up on the other side, which would clearly lead you to Africa? You know, we, we understand that the Africans never had a global continent called Africa. We're not, we're not fools, right? But we're talking about that, that homeland, that homegrown thing. The good old fashioned home cooking, you know what I'm saying? And do do you have that? Do you have that love? Okay, that's the question that I'm asking. How much love do you really have to place value on the custom and traditions that was developed in Africa? Okay, before, as some people claim, end up formulating Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Do you have enough love to go back to that which you claim? It all came from? Where's your value system at? Huh. Very, very interesting book. I'll definitely have a copy of that in my library. Uh, you know, so it's, huh. it's a good one. Let me get to the 708. Brother has a, a question. Um, I think he also has a question about my yacht, too, if he asked that question. I said, look. Yeah, I saw that. All right. The all line right. is open. Black African Proverbs 708. What's good? What's happening? Yo, yo, what up? This Alvin. Yeah, What's um, up, Alvin? first off, um, I like what, what the book's aim is. Like, like I'm a Hebrew, but if anybody uh, is saying that love is the anchor point of their system, I got to ride with it, you know, because um, that's, that's something that, always get swept under the rug. It's like, how are you going to build anything if you don't got no love for the people you're trying to build with? So, But to, with the whole Mayat thing, I'll say this book is in the right direction as far as the comedic side because I can now get this book and look at it and be like, okay, these are specificities in here regarding uh, the love system or whatever you want. So I feel... The more literature, like there's probably already literature out like this, but the more of these type of things that I can see, then I can be like, okay, I can look at this and then I can automatically apply this, you know. That's what I was getting at earlier with the Ma'at thing. I was like, I need like specifics or a system I can go by, you know, and I feel like this book would be in the right direction of that, you know. Um I know a lot of criticism goes with the Bible because, you know, it's like you put all these things into a book. It's like you don't need a book. But at the same time, some people need some kind of structure in order to implement something. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need some kind of organization instead of 
everything being all over the place. So I think the more books like this come out, I think it'll it'll be easy for people to build upon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, go go ahead, Sal. Go ahead, Sal. No, I was just, I was just saying I appreciate his commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean that's uh, I mean ring and roll on my yacht. I'm sorry? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, um, you know, I'm an African-centered scholar. And, you know, we have we have protocols in African-centered scholarship. And so for us, we never do anything for knowledge's sake, just for the sake. I shouldn't say never. Our primary thrust, its emphasis is not knowledge for knowledge's sake. It is always, we're always looking for the practical aspects for that which we learn. And so we're mm-hmm. obligated by our discipline to always uh, make the information useful, you know, for our people. And so this is why I couldn't just leave it at, you know, defining, like, I can just do a linguistic treaty and just define what love is. It's, it's you know, I had to expand it and, and, and look at it from the greater cultural, and, of course, that means cosmological in the African sense, and and to see in, in what practical ways have they utilized this and in what ways can we go back and fetch that essence, that spirit, and bring it back you know, and make it useful and, and, and so we can have our own cultural grounding in this principle. And so, um, and, you know, it, it has taken me, you know, like there's a whole section there on agriculture and how agriculture becomes the perfect metaphor for understanding what love is. And which is why if anybody has been on Facebook or my website, and seeing the book cover, I don't have a picture of a couple holding hands or kissing. I have an ancient Egyptian relief of a man and a woman behind a cow and a plow in the field working <laughs> because love is work. It's hard work, and it's. I don't think that it is. Um, coincidence, now I know my primary, you know, uh, linguistic argument is going to be that the mer or whole sign for the word love in ancient Egyptian was used primarily for phonetics, for its phonetic value. But this this term, you never see it with any other kind of determinative that would um, – which you would associate with, you know, how we think of love or signs or uh, signs of love in terms of intimate, you know, expression. And so it is strictly a whole sign. And, you know, there's, there's a, I, I go through a whole list of what agriculture is. What are the steps? What are the purposes? One of the things is purpose. You know, I, I talk about in terms of uh, intimate relationships how, you know, we, we use the wrong language, like fall in love. You never want to fall in love. 
to fall means that you, you know, were unstable. You were uncoordinated. You have no control. Now, when I look into these African languages and these cultures, love is something that's done on purpose, just like a farm. There's no such thing as an accidental farm. You don't wake up one morning and there's a farm in your backyard. There's a reason why it's called, there's a, reason why it's called a pot of land. You know, you, you plan it. You look at, you know, the size, what kind of crops do you want, what kind of ingredients you're going to need, what's the environment. You've got to measure and do everything. It's an intellectual process. And so this got to be the same thing even in our economics and our, in our politics. It has to be planned. The problem is, is that, you know, not understanding what love is and what um, and its, and its reference and its uh, associations even with agriculture, you know, why you can't build a community. There's a reason why communities developed the way that they did as a result of agriculture, you know, versus yeah. our hunter-gatherer stage or our, um, our herding stage. Not saying that they don't have families and, and love as we understand it, but we understand the nature of building large communities happen as a result of agriculture and certain rites and rituals and certain types of taboos and things happen as a result of needing each other. And so, again, this concept of when I discuss in the text is that, um, you know, you have to – we have to come into the consciousness that, you know, love implies need for each other. You have to feel like you need your fellow um, African brother and sister. If you don't feel that you need them, again, your money is going to Hello? go where your values are. Yep. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I, I'm just, yeah, I, I just want to comment uh I agree. With, I actually did some research on that. There is a link between agriculture and marriage. The whole idea of now that it, it's the sense of ownership of now that I have my own crops, um, I want my own wife and my own children to manage my own crops as opposed to just, you know, being a nomad. Um, I've actually seen that in um even in arranged marriages, I saw this thing on arranged marriages where the, the when a, when a two uh like let's say two teenagers get married at the age of fourteen, they say that those marriages actually last longer because they actually work in the marriage as opposed to you know how the traditional you know you find in a mate and then you fall in, like you said fall in love with them and then it's more about what can this person do for me instead of what I can do for that person. But in those arranged marriages, from the jump street, they have to actually work on that marriage. So I, I, I feel I, I see what you're saying as far as that that work aspect actually goes out the window. You know, in, instead of being like, "Hey, I'm going to help you, you help me," it's more of like, "What can you do for me?" And that person's like, "Well, what can you do for me?" So it's like it's turned more into that kind of thing. So yeah, I agree with you. And to add on to what you're saying. There's another reason why those marriages tend to work, and 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 let me be straight, that you know we don't argue that these marriages are perfect. Mm -hmm. The conflict, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's a force in the universe 
that is about separation and the breaking up of things. It's just a natural force. And mm-hmm. and in your relationship, that spirit of conflict will arise on his head. But in the African context, two individuals don't get married. Two families get married. Right. The family are involved in the process. Mm-hmm. And so this they take marriage so seriously because you're not marrying just another person. Like we, we in the West think like you know we find a girl. I'm gonna marry her. Mm-hmm. If you then if you're a woman, I'm gonna marry him. It's, that's not really what this is. It's your family marries his family or her family. And the bride price, I'm gonna give you a couple cows. You give me a couple like that whole little exchange. Um, that you see, like, who, well, I, I think I saw the Dinka tribe where he was going, he was trying to marry uh, somebody, and he had to give her her father like a couple of cows, and it's like his family had to do some stuff. So it's like, it's, instead of just these two entities, it's like the whole family. I see that like in a lot of uh, African cultures, that whole thing. Um, actually, that's an ancient culture thing. I think it's, it's um, really, really ancient. And and I yeah. and I argue that it comes from the cattle herding culture, because you would mm-hmm. give you would give the cattle, and I think this you know by the time agriculture you know took hold of the mines, the same fundamental practice took place, even though the lifestyle was different. So you know we went from bride price to buying rings, you know all mm-hmm. coming from this having to exchange you know animals for you know the the women. But in the in in the you know, but in the broader context, again, remember that these this another thing that we have to you know acknowledge as well is that dating somebody because you think they're pretty and you love them and have a uh, you know a good time with them and all of that is fairly new around the world mm-hmm. in terms of human history. <laughs> arranged marriages was the thing, and so you know you got people that get together and probably never met before. And so how do you keep a marriage intact when you don't even know this person, which is why the families were important. You know, we had to make sure that the families, you know, have respect enough for each other. So when uh, the spirit of conflict emerged in the relationship, the families can get together in a ritualized fashion and help you to solve the problem. So not only that, you know that you're not alone in this. When it comes to raising children and things of this nature, you have a community with you. So this whole concept of it takes a, uh, a village to raise a child is very real in Indigenous Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this, you know, comes together. So again, this 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 greater context of love is different because love is communal. Mm-hmm. You know, and the objective is to develop loving beings, and so that builds that. That love and that sense of relationship and sense of need, because remember, you come into this world needing other human beings to survive. Mm-hmm. And so even when you you growing up, you need other human beings to bring out what we call educate those gifts, to educe, to draw out, to educate yeah. those gifts out of you so that you may in turn share them with the community. So now that you've grown up and you have 
you know, you developed yourself to a high state. It's now your responsibility, you know, as an elder in training to um, to bring out the gifts of the, the younger ones. And so it's a reciprocity type deal. And so we, that's on the macro level. And then on the micro level is your individual marriage. And so now you have a, a, a partner, uh, somebody who um, is there, you know, to be your support, which is why in the biblical context it says to help me, you know, when we're mm-hmm. talking about Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're supposed, and to, you're supposed to be partners, you know, um, who are at the bottom of a mountain, you know, gradually climbing in unison towards the top. And so the the idea is that, you know, the, the community would try to, you know, we use divination and things of that nature in the indigenous community to ascertain, well, what purpose did this young life come into our community for? And so they yeah. would arrange the marriages based on, you know, with, you know their, their own unique system of, of, of ascertaining what the purpose is for each individual. So if their purposes were similar or the same, you would hook those two up because they would have to they would have to uh, walk the same road to their destiny regardless. And so mm-hmm. since they have similar gifts and a similar purpose, they will probably be more inclined to help each other reach those goals. Yeah, so it's different. But no, I was saying, um, yeah, and also when when it's the concept of two families and then the couple marrying, it also puts more pressure on the couple to make it work because it's not just about them anymore. It's like this family arranged this with this family, so now they're held more accountable to make it work. So it's more pressure on it because now, you know, if two people get married and their family's not involved, there's there's really no uh, accountability. You know, you can just get a divorce Nobody's looking at you like, man, you didn't try to make this work because we set up this arrangement amongst the family. So if you get a divorce, this is going to kind of mess up the whole community aspect that we built up. But in this this westernized civilization, you can just get a divorce like that, and it has no effect on anybody except the, the people that's getting a divorce. You know, of course mm-hmm. the kids are affected, but people don't care about that, at least in this age. So I agree that somehow we do need to get back to this aspect of this family is marrying this family. Like, it's, it, it literally is that. Uh, and I think that is something good that we could start getting back to. And, again, you know, the, the foundation of any nation is the family. If we mm-hmm. build strong families, you know, all we're going to do is scale it up to other endeavors, whether it's business, whether it's politics, you know, global trade. You know, all of this is built off of this concept of family. And so we need to re reevaluate what it means, you know, to 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 what it means in terms of love and what it means to be family. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah, and I think the problem is, and you know, I actually see the propaganda in a lot of these movies where they'll have a movie, like even if something is like coming to America, we all love that movie, you know what I'm saying? But the the notion of, hey, 
I want to go out and find my own wife and fall in love, and she loves me for this instead of him marrying the um, the woman that's been set up for him. Now, when we see that movie, we're like, he did the right thing, and it's like it seems like that's the right way to go, the way the movie set up. But when you look a little deeper, it's like we're transitioning into the Western paradigm, you know, and you'll see plenty of movies like that where it's the prince or something and he's been arranged to marry somebody. He's like, no, I want to go out and find love on my own. And that message has been pushed a lot in in this uh, society. And um, I, I think it's it, it has it's kind of messed us up a little bit. Yeah. Well, in, in the in the same vein, like in ancient Egypt, the arranged marriages was primarily for royalty. The mm-hmm. common folks could choose their own wives or or husbands. You know, women could divorce, and so it really kind of fluctuates. You know, in 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 what society, and so I don't try to argue it in terms of what is right or wrong. I I simply present. The, the diversity so that we can have a discussion and be able to examine which would be, you know, more uh, beneficial, you know, given our context. Because the different the different um, varieties of marriage, you know, is a result of the challenges of the environment and the times in their end. And so, you know, arranged marriages may not be beneficial for us now. But we need yeah. to know what what the what it is, why they did it, what are the benefits and disadvantages. You know, what are the benefits and disadvantages of doing it the way we do it now? And can we create something new that, you know, uh that strengthens those weaknesses from both traditions or the other traditions, you know, 'cause you know, now we got you know, we can talk about polygamy. You know, is that something that's viable, you know, for us today? And yada, yada, yada. You know, where yeah, is that? Would, why do they do that? You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, I, I would say that, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't think necessarily arranged marriages is the key, but I do think one aspect that should be mandatory is this family marrying this family. So whether I go out and find a woman I love and we get married, her family mm-hmm. has to be a major part of my family. It just can't be mm-hmm. I'm marrying her and the family's not talking. No, it, it, there has to be a bonding of the families, whether it's arranged or not. I think that should be mandatory. And so you got to think about it like this. The objective of a marriage, well, not at the objective, an objective of a marriage is the reproducing of oneself through children. And mm-hmm. so the children, you know, they have no separation. Everybody's family mm-hmm. on that side and that side. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think about it from the generations coming after, from their standpoint, you know, because mm-hmm. you're now you them into the world, and what kind of environment are you bringing these children in? Is that environment conducive to making loving beings? And so, you know, um, as I discuss in the text, Love is a choice. You know, you should be loving someone that you date from day one. You know, we had this in our head where, you know, is it too soon to love them and all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff, love at first sight. Because you're a loving being, love should be a part of your character 
from day one. That should the the love that you have and that you exude, you know, to your fellow man, your family, the environment, and the divine should be should be clear for the your potential mate. Mm-hmm. And that's what should be. That's what, should, and among other things, should they be attracted to? Because of the the love you already have, and they feel the love from you, and then you just you you're picking somebody that you choose to give the greater energy of your love to for the rest of your life in the terms of a marriage, you know, contract or whatever. And I think but, one barrier <laughs> that that that's really messing us up is the fact that we have so many options. With the internet, like I can talk to a woman in Europe and build an online relationship. It's like, and when we go back to the ancient days, you might only meet sixty people in your whole life. So you're going to marry the person, the the woman in your town. Now it's like, if you get married too soon, or even if you get married now, it's a pretty decent woman. You have this feeling of, am I cutting myself short? And I think that's due to the fact that we have so many options of women. I can date and talk to any woman around the world as opposed to back in the day I was just limited to the women in that town. So I think that's also another barrier that we have to get over, that feeling of missing out. Exactly. And 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 in in the context of what you're you're saying, it's also a wealth issue. Mm-hmm. For those who marry, who stay married, and you know who marry sooner, usually are more wealthy and live longer in the end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we waste so much time and energy trying to play the field. You know, I know us mm-hmm. brothers. That's just you know the way the machismo rolls here in the West. That I got a you know a lot of notches under my belt. And we don't know how this is hurting us in the long run to where we're in our 30s and 40s, you know, talking about getting married. Mm-hmm. Could have handled this earlier, you know, uh, in a greater cultural context, you know, and and built our wealth up together, you know. And so, you know, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that's working against us in terms of you know, I, I, I give I give shots at the media in terms of poetry, in terms of literature, in terms of film, you know, who are projecting these these ideas out there without any kind of discourse on the greater implications in terms of family and wealth generation. And so now let's say that you pick the wrong person, you know, in terms of marriage, which is divorce, and now, you know, if you are males especially – Nine times out of ten, if you have children, the children is going to be with the um, the mother, and you're going to have to pay child support. When you know, for a lot of child support, you wouldn't pay that much, you know, um, in the context of the child living with you or the marriage. But the way that things work, you know, you end up spending more money separately than would you have if y'all would have stayed together. Which means that extra money that's going on a divorce which is going on, you know, child support and things of this nature, could have been invested mm-hmm. to um, to bring about greater wealth and, um, 
you know, in business or something, 401Ks, whatever you want to do to help secure, you know, generational wealth. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things that we got to, you know, think about, you know, in the long term. You know, you got to think about how much it costs to travel to see children if you live in a different state. You know, all of this stuff costs because we choose not to um, to think deeply, you know, about the people that we engage with, that we sleep with, and, you know, and or marry. And so, again, it, it's, it's just going to, whatever we do in our personal relationships is going to extend in our business. You know, and then of course our politics. You know, who we support within our politics. You know, do they have this idea of love? Do they have a vision for us? You know, what kind of human beings is this culture trying to create? You know, mm. it's, it's a it's a it's a wide range of things that we need to uh, consider. And so these are you know, and more are some of the topics which are you know addressed and brought out you know in the text. Hmm. All right, let's get another call up in here. Um, yeah, thank thank you for calling in, uh, brother. That's um, you know, Alvin. pretty wise discourse, Alvin. Oh. <laughs> Alvin. You gonna get my name right, man? Alvin and the Chipmunks. Nice. See, I knew that. I knew that was good talk. I should have just said Al. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we so it's good to know that we have some intelligent Hebrews amongst us, man. It, it just is, man. And the scholarship ain't gonna do nothing but bring us better. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, trust me, at the end of the day, man, we're trying to figure out, you know, like, where's love? <laughs> we, right. You know what I mean? We, we want to change that situation, and I, man. And here's the thing: even with the comedics, if if you if if there's a comedic system that works, mm-hmm. I will use it because it's not religious. You know, it was, if, yeah. if you just talking about, uh, hey, this is the comedic judicial system or structure, and we go set up like that. That's not religious. I mean. Mm-hmm. If it works, I could use it and still be a Hebrew. You know, I'm mm-hmm. using European methods right now. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, about how I do things. If you come up with a comedic method I can use, I'll use it. If I mean, if I could use a European method about getting a job and going to interviews and being in a democracy, you know, um, I should be able to use that too. Mm-hmm. So, I think um, I, I think I, I think what's really important here is that uh, like. Um, Brother Sars wrote uh, about at least four or five books. Uh, Brother Jonathan has wrote um, a lot of important articles, and he's about to have his uh, work published um, for the debate. And these works actually help uh, the community. Like, for instance, let's just take um, Brother Sars' work, Kepada in Nigeria, the presence, the presence of Egyptian scientific and religious uh, continuities, in uh, Odu Ifa, okay, mm-hmm. and you really can't find his work nowhere. I'm letting you know that right now. But in the, in, and in the abstract, it talks about using primary linguistic evidence, uh, comparative religious data, as well as semolatics. Uh, How you say that, Asar? Semolatics. Am I saying that right? Semantics. 
Yes, yeah, my fault. Semantics. They say this presentation seeks to highlight the conceptual, ritual, and symbolic continuities between ancient Kemet and the modern Yoruba spiritual system and deity known as, how you say that, uh, deity? Uh, Ifa. Opele? How you say that? Ifa? How you say it? Yeah, you, you got it. Okay, you say something else. Opele. All right, okay. They say, we will also, watch this demonstrate, the Africans had their own theory of evolution. And we argue that this theory played a critical role in the development of African cultural systems. They say, we will see just how the theory of evolution manifested itself in, in two of Africans' major cultural systems. Uh, Kemet and Odu'ifa. You know what I mean? Now, now, I've been talking about this thing for a while, evolution and taking people back to the African concept. And so, you know, you know how I saw it, dude. You know what I mean? He he, he ain't going to let you get away with nothing. So he's going he gonna mm-hmm. to test your premise, right? And, and he mm-hmm. goes in and he tests the premise of evolution being an African spirituality, right? Uh, through the mm-hmm. linguistic. Uh, and, and, and he finds out that it's really the basis of African spiritual system. And, yeah, and Asa and ain't no goddamn way. white yeah. boy. Hold on for a minute. Asa ain't no white boy. Oh, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's, he's giving us a look into African way of life. Okay? This is important to understand our way of life that passes on to our children. The same with Brother Johnson's book. When y'all get this book, you know what I'm saying, in the debate, doing the debate, y'all will see, y'all mm-hmm. will get an insight. That's why I respect these brothers so much. Because they give you an insight from an African standpoint of view, meaning where we stand and how we see the world. Okay, so Brother Johnson's book is instrumental in understanding our cultural practices, seeing the world through our eyes. These brothers' works, I'm telling you, they're they're groundbreaking (laughs) and they're monumental, and it's happening right in front of your eyes. But here's the problem. There's not a problem. Let me finish. And I'm saying right now, 2015, Right for people saying they can't do this, they can't do that. They're actually like, like Assad said, you know, we're not just doing the research so we can have the feel good scholarship. Okay, we're doing a doing a scholarship so we can have a look into our past and bring that shit forward. Because like John Henry Clark said, you can't learn from the goddamn future because it ain't happening. That. You can't learn from the present because it's still happening. The only place best qualified to learn from is the past. The question is this. We've been looking at our past through the eyes of the Germans, the French, the Belgians, and the Europeans, right? But we have not looked through the eyes of our African ancestors. And so Saw, right, and Brother Jonathan, man, you know what I'm saying? They are the return of the ancestors, if you understand African philosophical thought, if you understand DNA. And they're giving you a look back into the past so we can learn from that and bring that real shit forward. Now, you tell me what's the problem with that, and then we'll go to your next call. No, uh, no, my problem is with the debate. The problem is they're not going to address what Asar has been talking about or what Jonathan wrote in his book. The principles of Kemet, unfortunately, is not a part of the debate. It's, it's like the debate is just it's broken down into three things. How old are the Hebrews? Did the Hebrews plagiarize and were the Egyptian gay? None of those things are really important to me. Like that's why I said okay. well, Asar's book. They, we got a we got a letter 
and they talked about the morality code, the morality in Africa. Now, that you got to be crazy-ass person, right? Everybody, you know what everybody's saying? Instead of saying uh, Africa is the most moral, they say they're the most spiritual. Everybody will tell you that. What they're really saying is, right, that they're the most moral. You know what I'm saying? The compass, when you place it in African indigenous cultures, for the most part, man, we were the most just societies. You'll find most indigenous societies are the most just. So how could you even qualify that in a debate? What are you going to say here? But that's, but that's what I would like. Morality. Yeah, so but that's why I would out. like. I would like to hear that in the debate because then that'll bring. That's why I said like Hassar's book it brings more clarity to that. You know, things of that nature mm-hmm. about specificity. You know what I'm saying? So I would have liked to see the debate more about the principles. But people don't. First of all, people don't pay attention. People don't even get how the squad is operating. Seriously. And and, and I promise you. And and we always batting shit back and forth, batting each other concepts down, rising, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? We use each other's words. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? People say, well, how the hell is you a real black atheist? But if we really break it down and really get into the gist of what I'm saying, I am saying... Right, then I'm standing on the shoulders of my ancestors. I'm looking for the way from my ancestors. I'm not allowing other people's way to supersede the ways of my ancestors. That's all I'm really saying in a nutshell. That as for everybody mm-hmm. else, I do not believe that a culture in the Middle East, right, gave rise to <laughs> ideas and concepts that will change my life. That in the Middle East, there is not a culture that predates anything African, right, that could teach me about morality that would supersede my culture. Yet there's always something to learn from other people. We get that. But what I'm saying is I refuse to think that I am bad and I will be banned from the planet, right, if I do not believe the way some people that come after me believe. That is the most arrogant. Hold on, brother. That is the most arrogant thing than human beings can actually do. That ain't even African. You do not find well, Africans conquering you in the name of their God, Amen. Find me somewhere where they will conquer you. I'm going to conquer you in the name of, 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 of Amen. Bow down and worship Amen or well, else you're going to hell. Let me get you next well, you are, well, well, if you say, but you, we all have to also have to realize that the, the God of the Bible did bless King Cyrus, who lived and died, uh, you know, he never worshipped Yahweh. He never worshipped Yahweh, but yeah, he you was hear still yourself, blessed. Though? So. Do you hear yourself, though? African people don't need Yahweh to bless them. See, that's what y'all don't get. I'm, I'm, it's just, I, I was just, I was just making that, a point. Wait, wait, wait. Do you get I, I, I was just making Hebrew a point people, that. It, listen, Hebrew people don't need Ra to bless them. Well, then y'all do need the sun. <laughs> Y'all do need the water, but anyway, Look, I'm not trying to convert you to being a Hebrew. I'm not saying I'm not trying, to... but I'm trying to show you. But you give me an example of Yahweh blessing just because you don't believe it. We don't need that. That's a cultural you don't need it. identifying right. marker. Listen, you get that? Though? You don't need that. No, you do you, you don't that? need that. Do you get that? that? Listen, I I get that. I'm saying you, get that. you don't need only the Hebrews it, but... need only the Hebrews need that because that's their story. Okay. And if your ass ain't okay. born in in, in Judea and, and family left out, then you crazy as hell at that point. But let me go to the next call. <laughs> Listen, 
you want me to show you how arrogant you are? Let me prove to you in two I'm seconds you're arrogant. Okay. My question is Yahweh the God of the Bounding Universe, yes I believe so. Nope, I'm not asking you that. Is Yahweh the God of the Bounding Universe, yes or no? Just be honest. I said yes. I said yes. I believe yes. he is. Yes. Okay, don't say believe. That's doubt. Like, you got some doubt. Like, I'm in my slipping. That's, that's, okay. that's my belief. Okay, so hold on. Okay. So my question is, where exactly can we find the words of Yahweh? Does he have a specific book? I said it's the Bible. It is the Bible. So so we got two things answered here. That Yahweh is the God of the bounty universe. That means everybody, everything. And the place you can find is in the Bible. Now, who produced this book? Is it Man. in the Middle East? Yes or no? Man, geographically located where? Middle East. I mean, it's not specified. I would say in the Middle East, North African region. Okay. All right. Amongst what people? Was it the collagen people? Was it the Zulu? Was it the Ghanaians? What people? I mean, it was a mixed multitude, even in the Bible. Nah, it doesn't, nah. What is the name of this nation that produced the literature? Forget that shit. Israel, what but, but, they all? Israel, uh, uh, but here's Israel, the thing. Right? So hold on. Uh, uh, hold on. We just working you now. We, we putting you in the checkmate mode. Watch this. So you just answered yes to all these questions. To hell with the other three billion people on the planet. See? Because y'all got the only God, and, and in particular, it's your particular God that created all that. All I can say is, where in the hell is the love? Let me go see the next card. The lo- <laughs> all right. Yeah, where's the love, yo? <laughs> I'm saying I love everybody, so I don't know why it's the love. Like, what you uh, uh, love, I love man. everybody. Where's the love? It I'm is. just saying, according to the everybody. cultural context, the way the brother book is written and the way he broke it down. You know, like, where's the love, man? Seven, seven, I love three, your line is open. Man. Black, yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. Black, <laughs> seven, seven, right. three, your line is open. Black African power. Line is open, seven, seven, three. Put you back. Oh, six, oh, nine, your line is open. I'm a raw squad. Yo, up. yo, yo. What's good? What's good, brother? What's, What's good? Happening? It's, it's, it's me, good. it's me, Unc. What's good, man? God damn. <laughs> what the hell number is that? <laughs> it's, it's Jersey, man. 609, man. South Jersey. What's good? What's good? Chilling out, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I would just like to say, man, as far as, um, you know what I'm saying, the systems and stuff that works, and uh, yeah, I'm really going to express my um, opinion about the debate as well, too, Um. You know, I mean, I'm gonna stand on the Bible 100. You know, what I'm saying 100%. But there's one thing that, um, you know, I know that comes out of the Bible that, you know, what I'm saying teaches us that we do got to go for what works. You know, what I'm saying, man, people is destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, what I'm saying. So it, it basically, uh, for anybody to say that Africa didn't have a system, uh, a morality, um, they just live by nothing. That's kind of crazy, seeing that, um, you know, even our own Bible men attest to their great works. And what they have done, even some, even our kings had to go and get furniture and horses and stuff like that from these people. So we know about how, like hospitality comes out of Africa, a system comes out of Africa. I don't really think that's what the debate should be centered on. You know what I'm saying? I think the debate should more morally be. It shouldn't even really be a debate, to be honest. I'm not unless people just want to be like, look, what you got is fake, what we got is real. Okay, cool. I can see the debate going there. But um, what's more important though, um, as far as 
know what I'm saying, helping our black people and everything, man. We should just go with what works for us. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be able to, um, you know, uh, be able to squeeze in, you know what I'm saying, other concepts that's going to work, you know, universally. You know what I mean? That's, that's just the logic and the whole thing. You know what I mean? If anybody trying to come against that, that's retarded. And, and, and then uh, if anybody is going to be on a a prejudiced premise, as far as I'm a Hebrew, you a Kemetic, I ain't rocking with you, then, and, and I'm going to say it for the Kemetic side too, if that's how they feel as well, then it's just like some of these brothers shouldn't even be working at the McDonald's they at. Some of these brothers shouldn't be reading the books that they're reading. They shouldn't be putting on the clothes that they're putting on because these are people that particularly don't believe what you believe in. But you're using their resources and you and you're, and you're using you're using their methods of um of uh uh, uh if, I mean well as far as agriculture they ain't really helping us in those areas but that's something that you know what I'm saying we got to learn on our own we can't really go to them and do that because they be ready to shut something down as soon as a brother got a garden somewhere in his backyard and start producing things for itself but we we still using a system so that means shut everything down take your clothes off be naked sit in a dark room wait for them to evict you. And just go live in the woods because everywhere you go, somebody's going to have an opposite opinion or a belief. And it's just like, if you're going to either stick with what works for you, that's going to help your family or you not. I think that's what the debate should be consisted of, what's going to work for us. Yeah, but it ain't, it ain't no debate, man. We in there teaching, man. How, you know, come on, yo. <laughs> you can't I mean, you gonna learn, you, y'all going to learn something, too. You know what I'm saying? You gonna, yeah, you gonna, y'all definitely going to learn something, too, now. Don't, don't get it yeah, twisted. What? You know, don't get it twisted. We're gonna, we're gonna learn how well you can just intertwine your religion. Come on, yo. Nah, you gonna learn. Religion, first of all, you gonna what? learn that. Well, well, I can't say what you gonna learn at the debate because I ain't in it, and there's other brothers that's supposed to be representing all of the Hebrew community, which that's some bullcrap. That's not what's going on right there. So, okay. I hope nobody out there think that because you you dealing with a brother that's claiming he's a Hebrew and he's not well learned or well skilled in articulating or showing sources and artifacts and all this other kind of that? stuff. It don't represent all of us. So, but you gonna learn. How something? do you show? Yeah, I know. But how do you show? You learn how, how do you show sources on God, yo? Like, well, you can't. You but see, that? that's, see, that's the thing, though. Like, see, when you right, ask me that question, I, I'm going to answer you the question. When you ask me that question, the first thing that pops in my mind is mm-hmm. I can look in the mirror and see me. See that? That's my okay. thought on evidence of God. Okay. All right, you you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now, hold up. Now, some people <laughs> might not like that. Some brothers like out there that. like, what this nigga talking like about? That. Oh, this nigga not no Hebrew. I had I had a couple of brothers. God still, a lot of them do. Oh, you're a universalist. I ain't a universalist. It makes sense. It's logic. I got a brain for a reason. Something designed me to be intelligent, and I'm going to use the intellect. Now, whether my personal beliefs, all right, will guide me to the intellect, or I have to sit back and think on my own to receive this, uh, um, this understanding, all right, just like I can understand the whole aspect of Nedges. Just like I understand when I read my Bible, when I read the Bible, I don't know where everybody else gets, when I read the Bible, I get the sense, and there's some scriptures that also validates what I'm saying, I get the sense that the Creator is everything, and I'm just the lower form of the Creator. I can't see the Bible saying that He's, he's, he's everywhere at all times, but then yet yeah, I can get away from Him. That don't make sense to me. So I could have an understanding that all right, the so hold mindset... On, hold on for a minute. Hold, hold on for a minute. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you know, a brother saw he just he just explained it to you how the creator is existence itself is is reality. That's right. It. All right. And I know you can agree with that, but that ain't like a that. Bible teaching. But that ain't a Bible teaching. 
That's the Bible teaching, brother. African teaching. It's the really Bible teaching. God can be on the cross at one minute. Hold on. Right? And then God can be in the garden at the cool of the day the next minute. You get that, though? Like, like your mind, like where you at, trying to kind of read that and make that shit make some sense, that's what made me say, yo, I got to let that go. Because I, I look I, in the mirror and I see and I see that which exists. You feel me? I see what you I, see, young brother. And so, but but when I looked in the Bible, I didn't see that. I yeah, but I, other I, people's I, ideas. Hold on, hold on. How can the God of the bounding universe, right, be inside of the thing? Like like how can God walk in the garden in the cool of the day? Think about that. But yet be existent. Now see, I got it. Now I got it. One place at one time. How does God be in one now, place now see, this at is, one time? This is, and some human, humans could actually hide from God. Like, listen. Now this is why. This is why I said you'll learn something. You'll learn something when you read in the Bible. First of all, don't say that. All right, the way you phrase you it, mean it, don't say you that. Mean in Hebrew. So, you mean in what? God, God walking in the car in the cool. God of the day, walking in the that. cool of the day. God walking in the cool of the day. First of all, because a lot God of people don't, in the don't use. Let me let me let me let me let me go ahead and explain, huh? See, a lot of people don't use what we call as the New Testament for a lot of reasons, but it do got some answers. You know what I'm saying? It do help clarify some of the things in the past. Now when you're talking about God, okay, you can get off with that. Uh God walking. Because like I said, when I look in the mirror, I see myself as that. Matter of fact, when I read the Bible it says, Ye are God, even though I'm using that word real loosely. Even though I'm using it real loosely. Now, the simple fact of the matter is nobody has seen the creator. That is not the creator walking in the garden. <laughs> that is not right, the creator. Hold on. Cre- All right, hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> you got 90 seconds to call in, man. We're listening to you, brother. Asahu Tep, man. Uh, he has produced a beautiful work. Um, where's love, man? Uh, we talked about that. Uh, you know how it is, man. 90 seconds to call in. Um, the calling number is three four seven eight five seven two zero five five. If you're not called in, you're gonna get cut off for the rest of the discussion for the next hour. And you know, we just getting in, man, enjoying being uh powerful black brothers and sisters, man, no matter what persuasion or or, or religion you wanna choose, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day we're gonna get together, we're gonna fight this damn fight. Go ahead, bro. Go go ahead, bro. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Now that's not that's not the um that's that's not the creator, all right. Um, you can't see it? the creator. Well, how will we know? That well, oh. first of all, when when you look into the twenty four Israelite seen the God of Israel. Let me give you that twenty four the God of Israel, book of Exodus. I'm, hey, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna run it down to you right now, brother. When you look into the Hebrew, you got what you call the olive and the tall. When you look inside of Genesis, it says in Elohim, which is plural, mm-hmm. created the heavens mm-hmm. and the earth, right? You will see an olive and tov there. Now, that, Elo- mm-hmm. that Elohim, that olive and tov, represents a sign or a body figure. It's not, the, mm-hmm. not, it's not the creator in his essence as in life in existence itself. That's not who that is. That is just a product of the creator, just like we're product okay. of the creator. So this is a, a a a tool or a vessel that is used to okay. give messages and then also to perform okay. certain um attributes and things okay. like that. So where and, and create that in the Bible. So the Bible's not really talking about the creator then. The creator is everywhere at, at at the same time. He's existing. He causes everything so, so, to move okay. in motion. You know what I'm saying? That's what he does. Can I just read one, one, one? I don't want to take nobody to Bible class. I, no, about, I, I just want to read please, one please. scripture. I just want to ask you. So, this, so actually the creator is not in the Bible. Well, he, he messed up his Hebrew too. Didn't think nobody would notice it, but he messed that Hebrew all up. But keep going. I'm just listening. <laughs> no, no, no. That's well, you got to right show me. Hold up. You got to show me, Jonathan. 
Where did I mess up at? Because I told you what the Oliver Tov meant, and we can go into the Hebrew now, Bible, now and we can find. Now, you say in Elohim, we find the Aleph and the Tav, correct? Yeah, you find Aleph and the Tav. So spell Elohim. That's E-L. Well, we say Elohim, but some some Bible say Elohim. E-L-O-H-I-M. So where where do we get the Tav? That's what, all right. Now, see, now I'm glad you asked that. They took that out in translation. Oh, they took it out. You see, he didn't think nobody was going to point that out. He making stuff up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not making nothing up. You can go and see this yourself. You can go on Google and type in Oliver Tov in the okay, oldest Hebrew manuscripts, brother. You, I don't oh, got to make not nothing up. Let's not even the go air, there. You said in the spelling of Elohim, you have the Aleph and the Tav, but I that's said, incorrect. I, no, 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 brother. I did not say that. You said they took it I did out. Not, Jonathan, I did not say that, brother. You got to listen to what I'm talking about. I'm trying to give Anka understanding of what the Elohim there was, that this Elohim your, was your not the infinity creator. This, that's right, what I'm trying to say. I, I was pointing out that you messed that Elohim up, and now you, gave, you came to a point where you said they took it out. But they, earlier, I, before I pointed that out, you didn't want to point out that they took it out. You was acting like it was there. Wait, how you how you how you made that point when I was talking the whole time? What are you talking about? I was about, following brother? you. I was just listening to everything you broke down. So basically, oh. now we're saying there's not a tie in Elohim, correct? No, I'm not out, saying right? that. And I don't even know why you didn't let me finish when you asked me about the olive and tov. Like I said, you can go online and you can look at the olive and tov next to the Elohim in the original Hebrew manuscripts. You will find it, and then in translation, they took it out. They took it out. Okay, okay. The olive and tov is also. All right, now, go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to hear what you're trying to understand, but clearly uh, you, you're you avoiding what I'm saying. Until I pointed that out, you had not mentioned that it was taken oh, out. Oh, sorry. Because oh, the information I, you was putting out was incorrect. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't see why my my information is incorrect. I just didn't go through the pro- the proper procedure to tell people that it's not in there when they go look. Because I don't expect nobody to go into a King James Version Bible and find God in the Aleph and Tov there. They didn't know how to translate it, brother. So I'm not lying, and my information is not incorrect. Anybody can look at what I'm saying and go you're see not, it. You're lying a little bit. You're lying a little bit. You're being disingenuous. Now, 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 all I'm doing is I'm trying to get to the direct point to give Anka understanding of what I read in the Bible that gives me the understanding that the creator of the universe is everywhere at <laughs> all times for his existence. I'm not, I'm nah, not trying to be long-winded. Sorry. Hey, hey you know, you, you know right. what's funny, yo? You give, you give me an Egyptian, African, uh, stop. <laughs> give me a Hebrew understanding of it, yo. But that that is my understanding. That's my understanding. Hold up. First of all, that's my understanding. I've been had it when I was reading it. That's my understanding. When I look at all of these scriptures, I get that understanding out of that. And, and it makes common sense, don't it? Hold up. It makes logic, don't it? For me to get that, nope. or don't. Nope. So that means that. Nope. So basically, what you're saying is that there's no African influence behind this Bible, then. So that's a no, contradiction that's within itself whoa, to say whoa. that if I'm looking at hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right. So, so wait, wait, wait. I mean, I'd be a fool. If, if you read the book when Egypt ruled the East, we know Egypt's influence went all over there. So come all on, right, son. so we all, all right. right, so okay, all right. But what I'm so, so if I'm giving you that vibe, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So all I'm trying to tell you is, is that <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> the way you're explaining it, first you messed up when you said from man original manuscripts. You don't have that. You don't have the primaries on that subject. Let's get that established first. Let's get that. You don't have Oh, boy. You don't have none of them. And you know like I know. Just say, Unc, you're right. We don't have it. Can you concede that point, please? All right. 
Let me finish reading this scripture real quick. No, I know. Read this. Read the thing. Let me let me finish. Read, let me finish reading this scripture real quick. Are you going to proceed uh, on that though? Reading it, and then I'm going to get and I'm going to get back to that as far as the primary. All right, I, I'm going to yes, get back it's to yes that. It's yes or no. It's yes or no. No, no. I want to get what I'm it. doing first. I want to finish what I'm doing first because now you inter- now you giving me other questions when I'm not even done no, explaining. You're right. You're you feel right. what I'm saying? Like, come on. Go ahead. You're right. Now when we go. I'm going to show you that where I get this from. Where are you reading from? Are you right. reading from this the is, thing um, that they took? Are you reading yeah, yeah, from the translation that they took shit out of? Colossians. Colossians, all right? Colossians. <laughs> the translation that they just take shit out arbitrarily. Well, I mean, if you, if you want to say that, yeah. I mean, what the hell? I'm still going to give you the scripture. So it ain't hurt me none. It ain't hurting me none. I mean, up. you can go, you can go look at at, at the manuscript and see what I'm saying. So it's not really hurting me. But I'm all right, when you go to the Colossians, when you go to the Colossians mm-hmm. chapter one, verses sixteen, it says, "Because in Him we are, we are created, we and in, in Him were created all that are in the heavens, are the universe, and that are that in Paul? the earth, visible and invisible, visible and invisible." Paul? Whether thrones or rulerships or principalities or authorities, all have been created That's through him and for him. Is so that, Paul? that right there just lets you know that everything, huh? That's Paul, right? Yeah, it's Paul. You do, do you know I study uh, 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 Greek philosophy, right? That's Greek right mm-hmm. there, yo. That's Greek right there. We can go inside the Old Testament and I'll show it to you. We can go inside the Old Testament and I will show it to you. Listen to me. All I'm telling you is, brother, that that's Greek right there. That's a Greek thought right there. Oh, oh, oh I, I'm well aware of that. I'm just putting you telling you, me something that I'm not well aware of. I understand so, what so liquid no, that was written Hebrew. in. I, no, but I want the Hebrew. No, I didn't say the. I said the actual thought is Greek. Okay, the thought. We know that's not a concrete thought. That's something that the Greek got. But duh. I mean, uh, when somebody's well, I writing in another language. I thought you were going to give us something that the Hebrews had. You went and read me something that the, a Greek uh, idea. <laughs> So you want me to go and give you something that the Hebrews got? I'll do that too. Hold on. I mean, but somebody might want to say something while I get this, while I go to these passages and get this that primary source for you about the olive and tall. So. No, you What is the primary source? Excuse me. Just tell me how it was pronounced when it was spelled. Elohim was spelled with the olive and top. How was it pronounced? Um, it's olive top Elohim, I believe. It was pronounced olive top Elohim. Hmm. <laughs> I believe it's Alatov um, Elohim. <laughs> so the letters were pronounced not by the sound, but by the name of the letters? You said the letters pronounced by the sound and not the name of the letters? <laughs> no, you're saying, you're saying it was Tav Elohim, but Olive and Tav have sounds that ain't Olive and Tav. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're really messing up now. Oh, that was a good question. So how was it pronounced? I don't don't understand how the hell I'm messing up when I'm giving you uh, what the olive and tov meant as for a sign on Elohim to let you know was a distinction between the creator. Yeah, but you're telling me how it's spelled. I see that, but how was it pronounced? That's what I'm trying to But you're saying olive tov. Olive tov ain't pronounced olive tov. You see what I'm saying? Then you can say, I I mean, what you you can say, at. If you want yeah, to, I'll look hot. But you still have you the letters. So was it Ot Elohim? That's what I'm asking you. How yeah, it could have been Yes, I, I'm trying to tell you it could be either Ot Elohim or it was Elohim Ot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I got it. I'm trying I'm to pull it up. Which one? I'm just asking which one. 
Um, I believe I believe it became it came first. I, it got to come first before the Elohim. I believe. You know what I'm saying? So that's my understanding on that. But I'm going I'm get, I'm going to give you the uh, the primary. I'm trying to go into it right now to give you the primary. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can go see for yourselves that that was up there in the original manuscripts. And as a matter of fact, it was all throughout the Hebrew Bible. They just didn't insert it because they couldn't translate it. They, you know what I'm saying? They didn't, these people, when they was trained, they didn't know what they was looking at right there. So, you know what I'm saying? They didn't put it in there. I'm just, I'm just getting clear on what you're putting forward. Yeah, so I ain't, I ain't trying to jumble and mumble up no information to make no lies, brother. You know what I'm saying? But um, I can't say this, though, is that um, when you look into the Aleph and Tav, See, you will find, and, and, and see, I don't want to go there because we're trying. To, I'm just trying to bring something to y'all where we're on the same terms that it's not going to be religious to you. It's going to be spooked to you. But when you look at the olive and the tov, right, you will find the olive and tov on certain names, on certain items inside of the Hebrew text, all right, that shows a, um, a continuation of a, of a sign that the, that the Hebrew people was looking for to come to um, pass in um, the, physical, um, the, the, the physical realm. You know what I'm saying? When you look into it, that's what you will find out what Olive and Tall was representing. It represents a sign. And it represents also the sign of the create of the um Messiah. All right. That's just off the strength of just giving you the understanding of why they put Olive and Tall on certain people. Like Esau had Olive and Tall on him. Jacob had uh, I mean um Esau and um um and, and Jacob had Olive and Tall on him. When Esau because did what? what he did, huh? Because what? Because of what the, the olive and the tall are on you. The on olive and tall because of what? Because it because it is a sign that marks down the lineage of where the Messiah was supposed to come from. So let me ask you this: You mean like a symbol? Basically, that's all it is. Uh, uh, yes. A symbol, but I thought I thought y'all can't have symbols, dude. Just I'm just. Kidding. That's wrong. That's a lie. That's wrong. And that's a lie. lie. We, no we signs, just got finished no going through that. The heavens of the earth. We I'm just got finished going through that, I, I'm, and I'll break it down to you why that's a lie, brother. First and foremost, I can show you in the Bible where uh, Rachel uh, took Where's idols. Where's your artwork? Where's your artwork? I, did, I can show you where I Rachel took artwork. idols, and, and, and because no, 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 she took no. those idols, because she took those idols, somebody mm-hmm. would question and say, what the hell is Jacob doing with the pagan behind woman, right? Am I right? That would mm-hmm. be the question that anybody should ask logically. Mm-hmm. So when you go back into that time, and you see why she took them idols is because those idols were also um, hand-me-down for uh, the property. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if the father died, he gave his idol to his son or his daughter, they would, be, um, they would own the land that he, that he owned. So Rachel, she took that, all right, to, to secure Jacob to have the land that her father was um, occupying. And when he died, he was able to have that land. The Bible don't give you them details. In archaeology, when you look at the Newsy tablets, and, 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 and all of them um, areas around there that was doing these customs, these same customs, you'll find out that it, is, it actually matches for those times. This is why they did it. So then you go down where the law is at. The law said, thou shalt not make no graven images, da 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 which all that was saying was don't worship none of these things. Just don't oh, worship them. That's all that was saying oh, okay. because you will find out that so the same, really, the so, same so really creator. Wrong. Hold on, so, so in English is just wrong. In English, right? Well, English do play a big part in why the Bible is not really understood. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no master in the Hebrew. I do got Hebrew teachers, and I sit down and I try to learn it as much as I can. You should. You should. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean I should be? That's what I'm working on. It's called the progress. It's it's a progress. Everybody got to start off when they studies in some area. I'm not going to jump all around the place if I don't get one one point um down packed. I agree. So so then you say it's okay to have symbols and all that. 
It ain't nothing wrong with worship, having no symbols. Just can't, you just can't worship them. You can't worship no symbols. And then what are you so using then, symbols so, for? So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's idols, number one. So, so, Let's get so that straight. That, idols. Oh, okay, so what's the thing you just said? The Aleph, the what? Aleph and Tav. Is that in the, is that is that contained in the creator's name anywhere? Um the olive and, the olive and tov is um on the name of Elohim and the name of other personages in the Bible. I have not but seen olive not tov on Yahuwah. I have not seen olive and tov on Yahuwah. So if it's in there, I don't know. I can't tell you that. So you know what I'm saying that's so the Yahuwah, thing I can't tell you. So Yahuwah is actually the God of the bounty universe, right? Yes. All right. Let me see if I can get you here. All right, let me let me okay. um give you this too as well. Let me give you this. Yeah, let me, let me give you this too as well. What's your next call? Um, now this is the um now the elephant tov uh brother Jonathan, the elephant tov right, uh stands for I'm the first and the last. All right, like I said, this is the sign that was given to know where lineage the Messiah was gonna come through. When you read in the Bible, that's all you hear the Messiah say, or that you hear the so-called Creator God in the Old Testament say that I'm the first and I'm the last. Olive and Tov, that's what that stands for. That's what that means. Now, um, Revelation. See, that's great. I, I, I recall when I interjected, I thought you said the name was spelt with an olive and a Tov, and that's the only reason why I came. Elohim. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about the olive and Tov was placed next to the Elohim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I was like asking, why, how was it pronounced then? So then you All said right. it was either in prefix or in suffix. Which was okay. a little bit different than why I first interjected, but we got that. Okay. Clear. Okay. Hold you. on. Let's go to Genesis chapter three, verse eight. Mm, this is considered to be the fall in the garden. It says, "And they heard the voice of the Lord." Uh, the word for Lord is Yahweh. So you agree to that, brother? That the Lord that they're talking about here in Genesis is um, Yahweh or Yahweh? Have you said yes or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if L O R D there, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Lord, definitely, definitely. Lord, okay. Is it a capital L O R D? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can I can agree with that then. The whole thing is capital. The L, the O, the R, the D, all that is capital. And he heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Just got you. You say, yo, it wasn't the God about the universe. Yeah, it was. That's got uh, uh, your God. God okay, um, um, we don't really have to go in what God means, do we? We really don't have to go into what you God means. The mean, Lord, the Lord, Elohim, mm-hmm. Yahweh, the Elohim. Lord God, the Lord God, right? So that's not the who Lord. Is that's not I'm, I'm going to ask about. you, who is that? Who uh, who is they talking about right there? Who who do Christians or who do Hebrews say that that is? I don't know. I you don't know. That's the Yahweh That is supposed to be. That is supposed to not the Lord then? That is not the creator. That is not the reality of all things. So so you said when you put Elohim at the end. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. That's not who that is right there. That's not who that is right there. Were you looking at? Were you looking at? Yes. Can I ask a quick question? Now, we was talking about was it capitalized. You said it was all capitals. How about God? Is God all capitals or one capital? No, not at all. No, just G is capital. So then, if I'm correct, that translates back to Yahweh L-O-R-D. Elohim. Yes, yes, L O R D. I can so basically that's show Yahweh you Elohim. So what do you mean? What I'm trying to tell you is, is that that is not how the Hebrews look at that. That is not how they that's look at that. Some might look at, at that. That ain't how y'all so, look at it. 
No, that isn't because that's not what that means, brother. That when you see the Lord God there, when we talk mm-hmm. about the Messiah before he came to earth, he also had the same name as the Father. That's why he said, I come in my Father's name. His, he had the same okay. name as his Father, which is Yahoo Shah. Yahoo, okay. then you got to put the Shah at the end of it because that'll indicate yeah. you who was saved. That's who that's that not is. True. When that he came, he didn't. That ain't, no, when he came, he said he came in the name of Yahweh. Ain't that, uh, ain't I that Genesis? That, Jonathan, I came ain't in that my Genesis father's 12, name. One? I came in my father's name. Yahweh, right? Okay, so Yahweh, right? So you saying Jesus came in his So are you trying to say that's Jesus? That's Jesus. Are you saying his father's name? That's what I'm telling you. That is that is not created. You can even go to the Your phone's breaking up a little bit, brother. Your your phone is breaking up just a little bit. See, this, your, your story is, you just, you can't keep track of what you're saying. Because you he pointed out a verse where, where God is walking in the earth. We point out the fact that it says Yahweh Elohim, and yes. you're trying to get us to say that that's Jesus. I'm that's telling you, that is the viewpoint from the, that is the viewpoint from the Hebrews, Jonathan. I mean, come on, man. It that's makes a lot of true. sense. Hold on, Because bro. if it don't, hold on, bro. okay, it don't on, make bro. sense, right? Let's go it don't make strong. sense, right? Whoa, 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 hold on. Let's go to Strong Gordon. Strong's number uh, H3068 is Yahweh or Yahovah. Um, uh, let's see. Strong's H3068, Yahovah, Yahovah. Okay. Now, that word means the existing one, the proper name of the one true God. Yes. The unpronounced, except with the vowel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hold on. Well, let's see what the root is. Let's go to the etymology of the word Yehovah. The, 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 the etymology of it is H1961. Let's see what they're taking you back to. That's Haya, or Haya. Yeah, which means to be. To be, hold on. To become. To come to pass, exist, happen, mm-hmm. fall out, mm-hmm. to happen, yep. fall out, occur, take place, come about, come pass, to come. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find out the etymology of that word. The etymology of that word is H1933. Let's see what that is. Let's take it on back. Hava. Again, Hava. Uh, quail, to fall, to become, exist, happen. Let's take it back. Again. Uh, the primitive root, compare H183 and H196. Let's see what the H183 is. We click that on us. Ava or Ava, primitive root. Desire, incline, convince, wait, longly, wish, want. Look, be greedy. Huh. Uh, to desire, crave, drink, desire, long, lust, after. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see the other primitive root. Is Haya. Haya. To become, to become the past, exist, to fall out, to happen, to fall out, to occur, take place, come about, pass. Okay. Hmm. So keep it right. Let's keep it moving. We're going to take it all the way down to the very last compound while we're doing it. All right. 
Did right, that I still want to finish up on that uh, Lord God joint. Yeah, you, I'm gonna let you finish up. Word I'm up. Finish up. I'm gonna let you finish up. Let you finish up. But you just told that one him. But right here it's saying it's him. The root of Haya <laughs> is Strong's number one nine three three. Hold on. We, we did that one already. Uh, that's just to become to happen to exist happen. And the primitive root of that is H one nine. One six that's higher. Okay, all right. They just going back and forth. Uh to happen to fall out to occur. Mm-hmm. And that's one nine. They just going back and forth. Okay. It's all right, so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, come on, yo. All Took right. Back, all not, like, back. Not, happened. Not like I was saying, saying so when you saying we had the Elohim on it, you kill it. You just kill all like that. I was saying like I was saying, even with the etymology and all of that, you know what I'm saying, those words mean what they mean. You go back to the primitive root. Mm-hmm. The words still mean what they mean whenever you put prefixes on them, whatever. Still mean what it means. Still in the Hebrew. Like I was trying to say in the beginning, when you see the Lord God in the Bible, that is not referring that. to the creator in the essence of just being prove existence it. itself. Prove it. That's not hey, what it's not. When you do the, when you go into the, okay, no, I'm just I, I can prove it. Hold up. I can prove it. I can prove it through the interpretation of the word. Like I said, when the Messiah said, oh, no man has me. heard nor seen the fire, I'm, I'm giving you the proof. I'm giving you the proof. You want me to go outside and find some proof of that's not the creator in this essence of being the, uh, the existence that's causing everything to exist. You're telling me to go get so that. Do me a favor. You're going to find do me it a favor. Just do me a favor. Find me a verse in the Bible where the creator is. Do that. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell, what I'm trying to no, tell no, you is, no, 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 what I'm trying to tell you is, uh, when you read the Bible, uh, when you read the Bible, find, find me a verse in there where it's just to create that, so we don't get it twisted. So we don't know. We're trying to learn. Do you All have right. a verse where it's just to create? Could we get that verse? Yes, I definitely, I definitely. Will. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you two verses so it can make some sense, man. No, I just want the one verse. Give me the one. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the one verse. But I also got to give you a verse Lord. to have you understand why I'm why am I saying that that is not the 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 one that holds up all things in its <laughs> essence as being reality everywhere at the same time. That's what I'm trying to show you. Hey, who is who is the Most High? Um, you got the, you got the Most High is the Messiah. The Most High uh, the Most High is the Messiah. Yahweh is that is that Yahweh Elion or Yahweh Elohim? You said that Yahweh El Yahweh Yahweh Elohim. Yo, it's just Yahuwah. That that's that's what Yahuwah. that's that's what his name is. That's what the Messiah's Yahuwah name was before he came down. Yahuwah is the most high? That's his name, yes. So, so, so how you say the most high in Hebrew? The most high is Elohim. Elohim. Nah. Nah, I don't know. No, get your Hebrew up. We can go to the Book of Psalms. Let's go to the Book of Psalms. That's P. How you spell that? P. Let's go to the Book of Psalms for a minute here. All right. The most high. Yeah, that's right. Let's go to Psalms eighty-six, and we're gonna find out who the most high is according to the according to the literature. Wait a minute. Let's spell Psalms right. How you spell that? P. S A O M S. P. Oh. Yeah, right? P S A No P is it P No. P S P 
P S I L M S. P S I L M S. All right, we both play here. Yeah, that's it. All right, let me get this. Uh, dang. Okay, let's go to Psalms. Eighty-two-six, real quick. <laughs> um, Psalms eighty-two-six says, "I say your God, right, but all of your children are the Most High." You know that, you know that, right, brother? Ah, you know uh, yeah. Twist, right. So let's see what the Most High is right there. Let's see. <laughs> I say your God, Elohim, but all your children are the Most High. The word for Most High is Elion. Psalms number H five nine four five. Elion. Let's see what Elion is. Elion. Elion. Elion is high, upper, exalted. Okay? I mean, a saw works. He'll tell you that that's talking about the goddamn sky. You still on the line of saw? Yeah, I'm uh, about to say. I don't think saw's on the line. That's all it is, man. Name of God, the most high. The most high, the highest. So what most high are you talking about? What you mean with most high I'm talking about? I'm talking about the creator. I'm talking about the one who El exists. Elion. It just said El Elyon. Even, even if it's El Elyon, what, I mean, what, what does that do? What do that do? How does that discredit That's anything that I'm saying? That's the, El El I'm, I'm just telling you Listen, when you talk, you're talking about title names? That is this no. what this is about? He can't have a title name? That, no, that's what the language... No, I understand the clarity. I understand the clarity. But what I'm saying is, though, y'all giving me title names. It don't mm-hmm. matter if it's a title name. I could give you some more clarity if you would time down for a second. Check it out. 800 B.C., the Sapphire Stella. Okay, this is uh, non-biblical. It has El and Elion listed as separate gods, okay? Okay. So we start to find out that Elion, this deity called the Most High, had his own entity. He was his own entity. As a matter of fact, if you look into... Uh, Strong's what we say 5310 You're going to find this word Hypsistos Hypsistos which is how you say Elion in Greek In the Greek parts of the Bible But if you look into it at about 200 BC There were people called the Hypsistarians Okay Okay. Who worshipped Elion Or Hypsistos the most high But guess what they didn't deal with Yahweh They didn't deal with El that's a title name. They did not deal with no one but the hype <laughs> Yo, stokes. That's a title the name. Stokes. Where is somebody? Oh, let me ask you a logical question, brother, because I already see what's going on. Let's say that you He's was right. going to somebody. Let's let's He's let's, right, let's say that you was going over there. Let's say that you. Let's say let's say that you was going to somebody else's country, and you're speaking their language. Let's say that your kids grow up speaking their language. All right. Now, what they may have to what means existing one, all right, it ain't going to be the same in English, is it? But because you see other people that are worshiping other deities give them those same titled names, and all it means is to give them a name that's, you know what I'm saying, uh, to be recognized and, and to give fame and, and glory to them. Because when you say El Elyon and it means most high, why I can't call Yahuwah the most high? If I call him the most high in that language, it's going to be El Elyon, right? 
No, that's no, logic. That's in, the, in, the, in, the sense, in the sense of what you're doing, but making everything one in the Bible. That no, that, no, 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 no. Let me just speak, please. No, let me that's speak. That's not what I'm doing. I'm gonna let you speak. Will work. <laughs> but if you would keep it in the natural context of how things was re- oh. written, El El Yon was a separate God. This is why we can't understand Genesis that, what 14 and 3 or whatever when Abraham gets blessed by uh, Melchizedek because he was a priest of the Most High God. See, y'all got to go back and tell oh, right. that. That was Jesus. You yeah. gotta try to make up some corny yeah. story and say that that was Jesus. <laughs> really, if you would keep it in context, El Elyon had a whole nother priesthood before Yahweh was ever established. Okay, uh, Abraham, I'm gonna ask you another question. Had a covenant I'm, made gonna ask, with him yet, I'm gonna ask you another question. He got greeted by a priest of the Most High. I want to ask you another question. No, was El Elyon? Was El Elyon? Before you ask the question, hold on. Before you ask the question, let's go to Psalms 18. You think it's separate? Since you don't think it's separate, watch this. Psalms 82:1. It says, God standeth in the conjugation of the mighty. He judges amongst the gods. Hold on. Let's yes. Oh, whoa, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. How are you interpreting that? Hold on. Hold he on. judges I'm amongst not, the gods, yes. Right. So so God, the Elohim, right, uh-huh. right standeth in uh-huh. the conjugation. He judges amongst the mighty. That, that uh-huh. word the mighty is El. He uh-huh. judges amongst the elves. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who are also the people? It's right there. Who are also the people? Mm-hmm. Who are the people? Uh, you just well, read a okay. verse that even oh. said that we are. Uh, you just read a verse. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to be as calm as I can. I now, let me just, I'm trying to wait, tease wait, out the understanding. Listen, but. listen, listen. Elohim can be people. It can be rulers and judges. Okay. So exactly. Around here. So now, so you're saying that God? Who is God then? God is people, the mighty people. So you want to say the people? I told you that on the. I told you that. I told you that on the phone. Read it like that. Let's do that then. So the rulers, the people, judges amongst the mighty people. That's what you want to say. You can say that too, but that's not the way the context goes. We know he's talking about the the most high. So you say we know they talk about the most high. God stand up in the conjugation. He judges amongst the mighty. So you saying that word God is talking about people? I'm just asking you. <laughs> if they, if he know. judges amongst the mighty and he stands in a congregation, what congregation is he standing in? His people's congregation. He ain't standing in so a pantheon so congregation let's, so let's say like Zeus so, so hold on. So God, right? So you're not saying God. You're saying this is people. Judges amongst the mighty. Who is the mighty? You're saying the mighty. No, no, I did not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the congregation of the mighty are the people. The God is the mighty one. Oh, let's do it. Let's do that. God standing in the congregation, nigga. We got that. Of the mighty. Now, who is the mighty, yo? The creator. Of L. So now you're saying God stands in the congregation of the creator. Right? I'm saying that the most high. I'm I'm putting it like this. Because that's the title. That's the title of. That's the title of. Let's put it in the context. Let's put it in the context that the Hebrews are wanting to be in. That is is Yahuwah stands in the midst of the congregation of his people. We know it's Elohim is a title. We use it for a title. We do not get it. Okay, so wait, a title for the creator? Yes, we get, yo, Supreme One, higher. Hold on, we can go to another title. So this is not really God, this is a title for God. So God sent it's a title. T- it's a title. First, okay, first of all, first of all, the person there is a representative. Hold on. So the title of God stands amongst the L. Who is the L? 
But you be standing amongst the uh, the mighties, the mighty one. Who's the mighty ones? God who's is the mighty. Who, who, who's the mighty who's ones? The mighty? We are the mighty ones. No, no. God standing in the congregation of the mighty. Who the hell is the mighty? So don't make me click the word on, goddamn it. You just click the fuck. word on. You can click that, yo, even if they say a mighty, stand amongst the mighty, the mighty, mighty can be plural. Mighty can be plural, brother. I am clicking it. Click it. Click it. Click it. You made me click. Click that joint. You made me click that. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that. That's the divine counsel, bro. Like, that's, what is it not the, is it the Bene Elohim? Go ahead. It's John's number 410, God. I understand understand that concept being in there. That's the mighty men. Men of rank, mighty heroes, angels. God could be the false god, could be demons. Yeah, oh, yes, okay. God, I, I, I agree with all of that. Strength, but what's the context? What is the context that, that the Hebrews wanted it in, huh? See, you can I don't listen. Know, listen nigga, I'm asking that, you, that, and I'm trying to tell sense. you, if if the Bible, listen, man, that's so common. That's common sense, brother. If the Bible is talking about a supreme being, and all through the Bible you see these titles. No, what they talk about? Supreme, you have not told the supreme. You said the Lord wasn't supreme then. I tried to tell you that the olive and tall is a signal for the first and the last. All right, it's a all sign. Right. Now I want to ask you because you keep talking about that, and I still got questions. Give me the verse in the Bible where Elohim is written with the olive and tall. So I can. Is in the um? Is in um Genesis. We got, I'm trying. Genesis, I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull that up. Verse, verse. I'm trying to pull this up right get, now. I want to see what you're talking about, so I can say, yeah, he right about that. I'm trying to pull this yeah. up right now, cause uh, all, right, all right, all right, you go right into um, <laughs> right in um, uh, Genesis please uh, be versus right. um, please be right. About, please be right. You got uh, Genesis. <laughs> I gotta go here real quick. Right. All right. I think it's verse three. Hold on, listen, listen. I'm trying to. I think I think it's in um verse. I think it's in verse two and verse three, and also when they um when he made man. I believe those are the three that it's in. Come on, man. I haven't really looked at it in a minute. Oh, Genesis two two, and the seven days God ended his work. Nah, nah. The other no, no. no, I'm talking about in, in Genesis chapter one, verses. Uh, I believe it's verses two and. And I think it's in when he said that he made uh, let us make man in our image. I think that one let also. Us. Like us. Yeah, yeah. Let us. That's what I said. Let us make man in our own image. Nah, nah. You talking about Genesis one one, bro? Yeah. In the beginning, Genesis, God, yo. Gen- Genesis one No, but but I'm saying the Olive and Tar should also be in. Um, it should be on a couple of these Elohim's that's inside of Genesis, not just one. Cause it, it, get, it gets a distinction. Get it, get it out. I, I mean, help. All I'm saying is, yo, all, hold up. Let, let me make this clear, yo. All I'm saying is, help me out because what I'm telling y'all is the facts, and we can look at it. I'm just having a hard time finding the source for it. No, I see, no, I, no I see exactly what you're talking about. And like I said, you, uh, this is a particle, and because now you're talking about. Let me get. Let me turn back to what we see. Everybody knows the beginning, bara, barashut, Elohim, etch, and so that's the etch you're talking about. Yeah, there we but go. That's, yeah, there that's we a go. particle. That's a particle. Uh, that's a you part, find, that, that particle. Barashut, hold up. That barashut, particle. Barashit, bara, bara, Elohim, etch, and that is just like what? Between created and Elohim created, what? It's given a, di- it's given a distinction. It's given a distinction. Created, created yeah, the, uh, the heavens, so. That's before Etz Hashaim, am I correct? Barah. Yeah, yeah, Barah is definitely before that, yes. 
No, no, I'm looking at uh, this. I'm just looking at a uh, Bible hub, Blue Bible Hub at Genesis one and one. And it says Bar Elohim X. Okay, yeah. X. Now yeah. and, uh, that's just a particle, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they they don't know how to. That. That. Yeah, okay, look, yeah, go, look, go ahead and do that. This is a a sign of the definite direct object, not translated in English, but generally preceding the indicate preceding. Okay? Preceding. So it's before the word after Elohim. It's before Shaim or if, if I'm correct. Let me see what that's I'm not reading it. But I uh Shamayim or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, so that's preceding uh the heavens. It's saying the heavens, so to speak, if I'm correct. Uh, I know ha is really would be ha shot. Ha be the, be the yeah, ha be the, yeah. Yeah, but but this is some type of a, a a particle like that. So I don't know if it indicates definity, but you that, gave me a good explanation on it. But but it's definitely not a part of the spelling of Elohim, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, nah, I'm, 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 look, I'm quite, I'm fine with that, bro. I'm, I'm just saying what's in the, well, I'm just saying what's in there. You feel what I'm saying? And how we look at those signs, that sign, the elephant tall. That's just what I'm giving you. Cause I know that they couldn't translate it. That, that's why they didn't. That's why it's not in there. You feel what I'm saying? In some of these translations, because they didn't even know what the heck it was. But what I'm saying is, you can find this. Hebrew on other scholars words. don't know what that is, yo. You can find this on other, on other names. All right, and it means first and last. That's what that. That's what that indicates. First and last, the Aleph and Tav mean first and last. That's why the Messiah always said it in the New Testament. And then you also have the Elohim that y'all talking about. That these people are talking to are walking in the cooler today. The same person that's saying, "I am the first and I am the last," and I'm just trying oh, to get y'all to understand. Like that's I said, the Lord, Abraham, yo. that's the Lord. I don't want to give you. No, I don't want to give you a. a I didn't want to give you a religious understanding of that, because we're just you trying to. Somebody, somebody gave you that interpretation, but they didn't look at it real deep. Because I'm looking at the term of other verses and where it falls is just. Uh, all right, let me see. I don't, I don't think that's right, bro. That's right, man. I got Hebrew teachers, man, that be on this, man. Right, <laughs> I know man, that's correct. Just, I know that's That's cool, just somebody else's look, interpretation look on it. Your own eyes, my friend. The next verse, the word that says, et's ra, excuse my Hebrew, and that's the light, okay? The light, the X is attached to the ra, okay? But you should look at what it's attached, and actually it's hyphenated in this instance. So to say that, it, and now here it is again before, uh, who is this? Shadalamner, Shadalamner on, on Genesis 14.4. You see what, what they say, uh, Shadalamner, whoever that person is. And so now we now, have to say what people talk, uh, look at what people talk. Go take that back to your teacher. Ask them why is this et if it's supposed to mean the first and last. On the no, on the beginning of people's listen, names. Listen, listen, Jonathan. Jonathan, listen, brother. Now, thought, if you break down, if you break down the alphabet, all right. Like I said, those things also are a sign. I was telling you all that. Right, why you, right, can, find that, why you can find that? Why you can find that? Hey, 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 brother. We don't believe that shit, man. Let me move to the next. You ain't gotta believe it. You ain't gotta believe it. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. It's the truth in the language. What y'all looking at right now? Y'all looking at a whole different understanding of it. H eight fifty three. People look that up. Keep it moving. Huh? Do your thing. Let me keep it moving, yo. Three four right. seven, yo. You tripping, yo? Three four seven. Your line is open. Hey, what's up, Pac? What's good, brother? What's your name? Rohan, man. Huh? Rohan, man. That's my name, man. What's good, Rohan? 
Why you keep, why good, y'all keep on entertaining the foolishness, man? <laughs> I going to say that, boy. Huh? You <laughs> even polite, man. You got to let him talk, man. Polite, yo. This <laughs> <laughs> one, see what he's talking about? I mean, I don't no disrespect to the brother, man, but I mean, I just, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to be understanding and not just come off as like, you know, I have my way of thinking, but I just, I can't follow them, man. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense because, I mean, I, I'm assuming he's a, what is he, a Hebrew Israelite? Mm-hmm. Is that what he's he was? Yeah, I guess. So, so, so let me ask him, is he still on the line? Am I open? Is my mic open? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I come ask you a question, brother. Is there any? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to learn. Is there any archaeological evidence of an exodus? Of a what? Of the of the exodus. <laughs> exodus in the Bible. Is there any archaeological evidence anywhere on the planet that an exodus occurred? Um. Now, um, when you're looking at uh the Sinaitic inscriptions, and what people are talking about on that. Um, it's a lot of stuff that, you know what I'm saying, they're really not um, go, looking into. You know what I'm saying? Like, archaeologists really ain't looking into that for some reason. But there is books. <laughs> <laughs> books on, there's books on this. Hold up. Now, there's books on this. And um, I actually had uh, looked inside of um, some – I got some excerpts for some books. And my, my phone acting stupid as heck right now, so I can't even go into my um, – well, I got all my um, resources and stuff at, man. It's kind of getting aggravating. But, um, yeah, um, I know that um, Diodorus had wrote some uh, history about some um, ancient writings that he had came across. Um, and then also, um, I think it's uh, uh, Foster. I think it's a, uh, a guy named um, A.P. Foster, I believe. That's, a, that, that's his name. And another brother named Cosmat. They had went and investigated it and translated, translated some of the, um, the writings that they found. You know what I mean? And um, they was getting some contemporary names out of those writings, like uh, Hobab, the Kenite, you know what I'm saying, which is which is Hebrew. And uh, they was correlating oh, that with serious, the Bible. Right? So. Are you being serious right now? I'm being, I'm being dead you? serious. If I can get, yo, if I can get into, if I can get into where you can get this from, like, yo, the book, I even went to go look up the book. The book was like $400, and it's called The Sidonai Pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got the oh, same description and everything that's hey, on brother, it. brother, brother, <laughs> you didn't get that $400 book, yo? That could topple the whole academia. I would have got that book. That's the kind of books I get. Like, I, I ain't got four hundred right now, brother man. Well, well then you'll never. <laughs> I ain't got it right now, brother. Need, but hey, it's something I'm looking into. Book. Yo, you need that book. Y'all should put a hundred dollars a piece. Get that book. I mean, but hey, still in law, though. Me, let's just keep it. Let's just keep book. it funky, though. Hold up. Let's just keep it let's funky, keep though. It funky. Y'all can look. Keep y'all can look into the Hebrew all day, and y'all still gonna not. Y'all not gonna be able to give it, give the interpretation that the Bible gives. Y'all not gonna be able to get the understanding that the people that wrote the Bible gave or to utilize the language in right, the, in me, the area me, that they was at. Hold on, wait, wait. Let me, me finish, cause y'all bombarded me with questions, and this is why I gotta be here. So let me get to one thing straight. Let me get one thing, cause and Aunt, you said it. You say I'll, I'll let you squeeze something out. Just don't be long winded. I've been. I'm not trying to be long winded. Trying to get some understanding, but I'm not trying to do it from the religious viewpoint, cause that's that's not what y'all trying to hear. Now, when you talk about that olive and that tall, it is easy to go and check that out. It is easy to go and learn what does that mean, and you can find the significance in the Hebrew scriptures of what it means. Not some interpretation from, not no interpretation from. Nah, uh, man, you still trying to talk about that, bro? You you said it wrong. I'm trying to let you off the hook. Try, no, because I'm trying to I'm trying to get people to understand and see that what we what y'all took me through was going through El Elohim. Those are title names. 
So it's not but like nah, what I'm saying nah. is wrong according to the context of the Bible. We can go in there and say, yes, El Alahim was a, 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 another deity, but that was still just a title name, and there's nothing exactly. wrong with us using a title yeah. name for our supreme one. It is nowhere, nah, nowhere wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Names all the Canaanite guys and made them it, title it, names. It, it, look, it, if they t- uh, first of all, that's the language that they spoke. Yes, that's the yes, language yes, that yes. these Hebrew people spoke. So what name was they going to use? Jonathan, they was going to make up a new right, Canaanite now, name? Say, so, so you take all the characters of the Wu-Tang and just make a new <laughs> Wu member. That No, nah, you say, no, nah, Raekwon ain't really Raekwon. That's all mess. You feel me? No, everything's mess. It ain't no ghost face. It ain't Hold nothing. Up. It's just all let's, mess. Let, Every time let's you be say serious. any character in that, let's be, let's no, that's kind of like what you're doing. Let's I'm be serious, brother. Hold up. Hold up. Let's be serious. With this, hold up. Since you want to say that, what does Method Man mean? <laughs> man, we ain't oh going to so, so you don't want to answer it in a way you can understand, bro. And I'm that putting it in no a way. To give the people what and I'm putting it. I'm putting it in because because first of all, it has a meaning behind the name, brother. So if the meaning means anything to be exalted, of course I would name my creator that because he is all of that. That makes common, right, that's common sense. It does. That's common yeah, sense. It comes from yeah, God. but you avoid what we're saying, bro. I'm hearing what y'all saying. No, no, no. I'm hearing what y'all saying. We've been through this. Why does God appear to the Hebrews in a Canaanite language, yo? Why, why does God appear, right? In the name of a God that already exists, yo, that don't make no sense. Oh my that's goodness, man! Saying, First of all, that's the name, the name is know. the name is Yahuwah. First of all, no, and then no, you gotta understand. No. Yes, yes, no. yes, yes, no. yes. You can go into the Hebrew Bible and find it, bro. You can go man, into all the manuscripts and find it's the name. It's not in the Bible no more. But what is y'all? T- it's not in the Bible. It's in the old. Yo, when you go into the Dead Sea Scrolls, you will find it. No, man. Whatever, man. I give up, man. You won, yo. Yeah, you never argue with a fool because he will beat you with experience. <laughs> I'm saying y'all can say what y'all want, man. Like we know the game, man. Yeah, and we know what y'all do, man. A lot of a lot of questions y'all ask. Y'all don't let people make their point. You, y'all jump from one I question to one question. Point. Y'all make try to play a lot of semantics, and then don't none of y'all just like me. Hold up, just like me, just like me. Don't none of y'all know no Hebrew to try to interpret what the olive and top mean that you gonna get. I mean, I'm not a Hebrew master, but I know enough to know you was wrong, and I proved. I wasn't. I wasn't wrong. Jonathan, Jonathan, I wasn't wrong, brother. You said you, you, you said had to go. Elohim was spelled with with, with a, uh, a. I didn't say Elohim was spelled with a tav. I said tav after the word. I yeah, said tav yeah. was attached. All right, that means but it, it, it was indicating a sign. It wasn't attached to the word. It wasn't right, attached to the word. Listen, the simple fact that matters is the olive tav is in there for a reason, brother. All right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to explain to y'all. And I was trying to go and show Aunt. All right, where it says that no man has seen nor have heard the Creator. That's what I'm trying. That's what I was trying to dig out, so I, so you can get an understanding of the olive and talk. Because you will find the olive and talk on Esau. You will find the olive and talk on Jacob. And then when people that are not supposed to have that bloodline of the Messiah to produce him, they would take oh, the olive and talk out. I, I'm just telling you how the Hebrew man, how, what it is in the stop, Hebrew manuscripts. That's stop, all I'm bro. saying. Like, also which was like to see. You know, the light or whatever, the light or something like that. How do you explain that? Oh, the light, the light was divine. That's right. Because huh? it should be. Because I think the Oliver Tom should be able to give emphasis on certain things for importance. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot of ways you can use that. The Hebrew, the Hebrew language you can use it in a lot of ways, and that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You can no, tell me what I'm hearing. What you're trying to say in addition to clean it up, but you I'm was clearly uh, wrong saying that Elohim no. was spelled with it. 
That's like we saying L-O ain't a spell with the high or the or the bet when it's like, you know what I'm saying, or anything. That's that's a preposition or whatever. But your phone breaking up. What's up? We got other callers on? Yeah, his phone breaking up. Hold on, y'all. Let me get you. Yeah, man. Your fault. Yeah, I leaped us to death, yo. Yeah, I asked for the name creating the Bible, and every time you did it, we find it. That's not him. All right. Well, it ain't all about just being right all the time. So every you know, you can have some humility. I have humility, and I told you you was right about what you was right about, but you was clearly incorrect about the whole X. I'm just all I was doing was giving you a hold on, brother. Hold on, hold on, brother. That's all. line is open, Batal. Peace to the gods. I'm around squad out. Peace, Um, My question would be to the brother. Well, not really a question, yeah. but um. The Aleph, as far as I am studying, you know, what theologians, most theologians think um, or have come to believe, um, the Aleph and the Tav is just the, the first letter and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And, yeah, they, they've attached to, you know, he is or she is, the he is the uh, beginning and the ending. But the, the Yahweh, that is your yud Hey vav Hey. That's your um, Yud and Bob, but and that's your fifth letter, Hey. Um, and we all, y'all, he also didn't um, touch on. He talked about the Elohim or Elo, Elo, Elohim or uh, yeah, Elohim um, or El Um You had your Elois and you have your Yahweh, and you got your Deuteronomus, and you got your Priestly. Um, and we know Jonathan even touched on with. And and off as well. These are different. They they took the names of different gods. Even early on, um, some have attested that that is a female god. Um, El, you know, El and early on, that's more Syrian. It's more north northern or Canaan North Canaanite lands, um, and also uh, uh, deities from from Babylon or Syria can be. Um, can be the uh, name for the you know st- you know taken from for the name of God, but I know I understand what the brother's saying as far as their, his belief as far as the uh, uh, different titles, but these are different gods from different lands. I mean you know that that kind of goes towards the fact that people you know most, a lot of people believe that they're just taking accounts of different cultures and different nations and making it their own. I'm gonna fall back. <laughs> I'm not gonna believe that shit, yo. To use anybody else God's name, but then it's a different moment. Bananas, yo. Bananas, yo. Is he still on the line? I don't know. He probably y'all. Y'all would probably grabbed him. I'm gonna come off. I'm saying, um, crazy. You don't think that's crazy, though? I'm just it the way that the people of the people wrote it. That's their mindset. I'm not trying to have a mindset, yo. I'm just saying, why is it that your God has the name of pre-existing God, dude? Give me the excuse. You know the excuse you give me? They speak the way I was like, why didn't God give me own language, yo? Your phone is breaking up, yo. Your phone is breaking up. See, he said, Jonathan, Jonathan said you was right about that, yo. I mean, why, I mean, why are you trying to? Come on, yo. I'm saying it's just like, I can't see how they did that. Okay. I'm talking about it. Say what? Texas. 
what is not logical about that? I don't care how much scholarships you do. What is not logical about that? What is not logical about what? <laughs> you need to get me clear, but the yeah. end is attached to the word yeah. heaven in Genesis 1. It is not uh, attached to Elohim. It is in the vicinity. It is it is it's behind the word, but the, the my uh, study tour says it precedes words. And so it's preceding the word for heaven. But you was correct about it being there, but you was wrong about it being part of the spelling of Elohim. So okay, sometimes well, it's a give, some, take, some. Oh, listen, you know, oh, listen. You know I would that's, say that's, that. that's what I was saying earlier. I can say that, brother. But what I, but also what I'm telling you, though, if you look, it, it, it's in there. If you find, you can find the olive and tar attached to certain names. You can find that. But, but, you know what I'm saying? So if I was wrong about that, I can say that. I'm cool with that. Do you know why you said that, though? What do you mean, why did I say it, huh? Yeah, do you know why you said that? You said that to I, prove how that just wasn't the God. That's, that's not. You said that. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I was trying to give you a scripture on that, huh? First, I had to go into the Olive and Tav to show you that Olive and Tav was also a, 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 a sign of who who would carry the bloodline of the Messiah. And I did. And if I am, if I am incorrect on... That on um, being on top of Elohim, cool. I'm fine with that. It still don't stop the fact that that is not the so-called supreme being of all existence right there because we have the same person saying nobody has seen nor heard the Father. All right, man. But then you get 24 elders of Israel just did see God. So then what's the difference, y'all? That, that's on, not the so What I'm trying to tell you is what? that's not true. Why do you that that. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Seriously. Just give us a scripture where the supreme God is. Do you have one? And every time we go, they say, "No, nah, no, nah, that ain't it." No, I just gotta get time. To, I just gotta get time to get it. I told you my phone was acting up, so now I'm on my tablet. I'm gonna give you the scripture. Yeah. All right. You know how important that is. First of all, however important it is, it's still gonna make a difference because that's stupid. Show me, show me the supreme creator in the Bible. It's talking about the supreme creator. You have ambassadors. All right, that's how the Bible perceives it. I'm telling you how it perceives it. Uh, I got you. How it perceives it is ambassadors that work on behalf of the so-called so basically, supreme being. Basically, so like how can so it do? Let's not on, get it so twisted. No, no, hold on, hold on. So basically, the Hebrew scholars are wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. Niggas are wrong. A lot of the Hebrew scholars, a lot of them translate the word wrong. wrong. A lot, a lot of them. They're wrong. A lot so of them. Straight. You know whoa, what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And so wait, wait, wait. So the the original translators was wrong. Let me get this verse, man. I'm not asking. You said you said the original translators they wrong. Mm-hmm. You t- the people that wrote people that wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, or you talk about the people that wrote King James and all that kind of stuff like that? Because I can tell you they was wrong. Hey, the people. I can tell you they was wrong. Because when you people wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, hold up, let me tell you how I know that they was wrong. The people that wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls is not the damn Old Testament. Go read up what the Dead Sea Scrolls really are. Don't play with me, cause I know. Don't play, dude. Here we go. Don't say, dude. The Dead Sea Scrolls don't mention nothing about the New Testament. Let's get that straight. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, man. I didn't say that. You were saying like you act like the Dead Sea Scrolls was some prerequisite. What the Dead Sea Scrolls did, they mentioned certain That's all I did. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, my, my 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 apologies, brother. I, it just it's just me. I'm sorry, everybody. I asked you a specific question. Were you talking about the people that wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, or were you talking about the people that wrote the New Testament? I just asked you the question. That's it. All right. That's all I asked. Because I deal with both of the book. 
So I, that's all. That's all I was asking you, brother. You said that they get it wrong. I was asking who you talking about that got it wrong, because you got them brothers that also took uh, the Masoretic text, who is also, which also comes right, off of on, step two again, and they translated it. All right, hold on. One one one. Your line is open. Really? Really? One one one. Your line is open. I hear you. What's good? It's Kufu. What's up, Kufu? He was one one one. We fuckers one one one. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Let me get all the lines open. Two two nine. Your line is open. And, and two three four. Your line is open. Can't get that. Go ahead. Had to open up all y'all lines, yo. It ain't, ain't, ain't like I'm in a goddamn studio of my fucking <laughs> my house. Yeah, Go ahead. Zero, I got those lines. Uh, I can't no What's up, brother? Yo, please. I just wanted a question. First of all, why y'all beating up on that boy like that? We ain't trying to beat up on him. He fighting. <laughs> ain't nobody beating me up, brother. He fighting. It was, was, was kind of funny, though. But, um, uh, peace, uh, brother Jonathan, if you look in that, um, that, uh, Magi Vanguard is a chemist, um, Facebook group. I was, uh, kind of wanted to pick the brain of, uh, what's his name, the uh, Divine Prospect. I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, we was going back and forth about, you know, statements he was making on some of that Sinatra stuff. Um, I just kind of wanted to go in on it. He was making something about, uh, Ramsey's the second, and, uh, I guess, uh, he was talking about how uh, he exaggerated. He was using the movie Exodus, the Exodus movie, to explain how Ramesses over-exaggerated his battles with the Hittites and whatnot, and, you know, the, something over the Peace Treaty or whatever. But I, I just had an objection with kind of him using the uh, the Exodus movie, you know, in his scholarship. And I, I, how could you really do that? I don't know if that's, uh, you know what I'm saying, something that was maybe a... Uh, Non argument or anything, but I just wanted to put that out there. Mm. I mean, oh, well, it, go ahead, go ahead, brother. No, I'm saying, you know, everybody has propaganda, yo, and there's some truth to propaganda. 